and welcome to episode two of College Kings. Got episode two, baby, let's do this. Yes, sir. CDM, we're here, brother. Oh, man, we are one week away from week one officially, and I could not be any happier. Week zero was good, but week one is where all the bread, like where every, all the cards fall in line. Yes. And that's where the good, that's where the real week of football starts. Dang right, brother. You were so right. It's crazy. It's finally here. Got a game on Thursday we're going to talk about. We talked about it last week, but we're going to get really into it this week. Honestly, that game has like game of the year. Could be written all over it, depending on how it goes. Exactly. Yes, we got all those games to talk about. Got some if if games, and then we got some big ones. But we're going to go kind of recap last week. It wasn't much to recap, but we're going to recap the two uh, ranked teams. And then we're going to give some predictions. We got to give those early season predictions. We're going to go with the game winning. Got to go with the game predictions, dude. Nothing beats just sitting down, looking at the games, and just predicting who's going to win, who's going to be the underdog that you're going to cheer for. Everybody loves a good underdog. Yes. There's always going to be that underdog throughout the week that you're going to be like, okay, they have a legit chance to do something. There's all, like, as I say, diamond in the rough. Always a diamond in the rough somewhere. Dang right. So true. It's just, uh, it's wild that we get to pick these first games and then we make some, obviously, award and ranking predictions. Those are big time. Uh, like we, like I said, we're going to be wrong. You know, we're going to look back at this week 12 and probably be like, oh my gosh, we're the stupidest people on the planet. Or- it's not going to be perfect, but for right now, I think this is, uh, we both have our, you know, teams that I think, that we think that are going to be there at the end of the year. Things could change over time, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty locked in on the teams I have right now. Yeah, I mean, right there with you. The best part is when you do these things, you put them out, you put your receipts out to the world, and then everyone can judge you when you're wrong. But if exactly if you're right, man, it feels good, don't it? Oh, dude, it feels so good if you're right. It feels <laughs> amazing. Exactly. We could talk about that all day. Let's get right into this, brother. Let's recap, man. Let's recap what we saw last week. Obviously, we only saw Notre Dame and USC play, and they didn't play anybody, you know, too too powerhousey. Obviously, it was. Yeah, there were a couple games. There were a couple of smaller games last yes. week that were entertaining. You know, yes. college football doesn't matter how big the school you are. It just matters. It's like the intensity, mm. the love for the game. Like whatever, everything that comes towards you. I mean, you know, you you're fighting for either a playoff spot or a bowl spot, obviously. But you know, there's always those smaller games to look out for. But the two big games mm-hmm. were Notre Dame going up against Navy, and then South California going up against, going up against uh, San Jose State. Yep. You know, not the biggest games that you said, but. But we're a good way to start off the week for college football, for sure. Yeah, man, and like like you said, bro, there was some fun games to watch. I watched that Vandy Hawaii game. That was a I fun the, game. Uh, I watched the Law Tech game. That was a good it was a game. Fun game to play. It was a fun game to watch for sure. Yes, I mean, and I'm, I could watch literally anybody play early in the season and be entertained. Like, oh, dude, I, I just can watch, I can watch football. Like, yeah. I, I can just watch football, dude. It doesn't matter who's playing right now. I'll just watch it. I swear, I was watching the Saints. Obviously, it's the Saints, but it's a preseason <laughs> yesterday. And I was watching them and Jimmy Graham making those catches. I was like, ooh. I was like full regular season mode, baby. I mean, I was I, I caught a little bit of the uh, Aaron Rodgers debut yes. in New York. God, he looked good, didn't he? I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of me saying this. But I will say, 
that he does make he does look good in a Jets uniform. He does, he does do that. It does. It Even didn't look that. weird. It didn't look weird. But let's stick to college. It looked right. Honestly, it looked kind of right. It did. It did. Well, let's get to this college, y'all. Um, that's what we're here to do. Um, like we said, there was fun games to watch. Uh, I watched the Vanderbilt Hawaii game. It was a good game. But let's get into these ranked games. We'll start with the Notre Dame game. Got a new quarterback a new fa- And there's a new face in that offense yes. now under the helm. And by the name of uh, Wake Forest transfer Sam Hartman. Yes. You know, you know, had a really good had a really good time at Wake Forest. You know, a four year starter. You know, um, last year had a really bad heart condition. Thank mm-hmm. God he's good. You know, you know, yes. the Lord took care of him and made him right. And as I told you before, you know, if Sam Hartman starting from week one then they could possibly be a playoff contending team, Wake Forest. Mm. I mean, you go into that ACC championship game and having to play a two-loss North Carolina team, I mean, they have an absolute chance to make the playoffs. But, you know, things can't play out right. But, you know, the good Lord took care of a boy, Sam, you know. Yes. Um, uh, Let him go back on the field and play the sport that he loves to play, you know. But that's another – that's a big name to watch out for in that Notre Dame offense right now. You couldn't have said any better, man. I mean, he – he looked the part. I mean, if you're a Notre Dame fan and you're a little nervous, like, oh, what are we going to see from this offense? It's been mediocre at times, bad at times, and now you get this guy that's, I mean, he has proved himself over the years, and he comes in and looks like that. I know it's Navy. Put my hands up. Everyone knows it's Navy. Hey, hey. Navy's no slouch. No, Navy's no slouch. Navy can give the best of the teams a run for their money. Exactly, and it's like no one's like out here saying, they're the champions after that game. No one's ever saying that. But when you see a new guy, new offense, new players, new system, new coaches, everything's new, and he comes in yeah. and plays like he's been there for the last four years. I mean, if you're a fan, you got to be like, okay, all right, that's fun. That's fun. You you have a legit chance. I mean, no disrespect to Ian Book, no disrespect to Tyler yes. Bush, who, Bushner, who's over at Alabama now, you know. He could be the starting quarterback week one coming out for my boys. Yes. But, you know, no disrespect to them, but they never had a, a high-caliber quarterback like Sam, somebody mm. who could push it downfield. Mm. And, like, I got a note right here that says, can Sam be the guy? Mm. Can Sam be that Notre Dame quarterback that can lead them to a playoff win, possibly a national championship appearance? So here's what I have. So the 12, like, when he played at, um, when he played at Wake Forest, he played 12 games, you know, um, uh, he had 4,228 passing yards to 39 touchdowns and 14 interceptions as a sophomore. Mm. As a sophomore year, okay? Last year, he comes in after the heart condition. He has 3,701 yards to 38 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. That's really not bad, honestly. Mm. I mean, you can say he fell back because of that medical condition, but the numbers prove for themselves. Like, he missed a couple games and still balled out. Yeah. And Notre Dame needs a guy like that. And I feel like, you know, the supporting cast around him may not be what he had at Wake Forest, but if he can work and if he can work with what he's got and Notre Dame could continue to pro- to progress throughout the season, mm. then I feel like they have a legit shot at making the playoffs this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, you we talked about it beforehand. I mean I mean it Notre Dame offensively made their bucks on the ground. And it's not like they don't got talent back there. We talked about that kid this week. We talked about it by by committee. They all look good. And when you got the run game like that, we talk about Wake Forest, and we talk about the offense the last three, four years. 
it was air attack, man. That's where they beat you. Air they- heavy, dude. I mean, they were they were pushing the ball downfield. Yes. They had a little bit of a run game, but mostly when you have a quarterback that pushes it down the field like that, you don't really want to stray away from it. It's but true. You have to have a you have to solidify you have to have a solidified run game nowadays yes. to really bring to pull that offense all together. Mm. You can't have a heavy pass game and not really have a good run game. If you're averaging three to four yards a carry on each run play, that's not going to win you a game. Mm. If you're on like a third and five. You're not, I mean, you have options to pass the ball, but if you don't have a solidified run game, you're not really going to have a solidified offense, especially nowadays where defenses are so good now. You have to have a complete team nowadays, like Georgia. Georgia's a complete example. You, like, you have, they have a solidified defense and a really solid offense to put numbers up on the board. Yes. So you have to have both of those to be in play for the like in play for the college football playoffs. I mean, it's yeah, it's so true because you look at you look at offenses now, and I mean George is a perfect example of recent there's a recency bias obviously there, but it's like when you look at a like yeah, it's fun to watch. It was fun to watch the Alabama offense in 2020. Yeah. It was fun to watch the 2019 yeah. LSU, 2018 yeah. or 2020, 2022 Ohio State, 2018 Clemson. But even Clemson back then, like they had a run game. And like these teams that when you have like a guy like Sam, get back to him, when you got a guy like Sam who's carried offenses his entire college career, now you have yeah. a running room? You got a running back room yeah. that's legit. I mean, we were talking about that all, we were talking about that running back, S-Time. Yeah. I think that's um, he, I, in mm-hmm. my opinion, he could be a three-down back. Yes. In 2022, in 2022, he averaged 5.9 yards a carry and he had 11 touchdowns and he had 920 yards off 156 carries. Mm. 2023, you come in, he still averages 9.5 yards, but one touchdown and 95 yards off of 95 carries. So we had a we had a throw we had a we had a down year for sure from 2022 to 2023. We had a down year. I'm guessing injuries. I'm yeah, guessing but he wasn't the number one guy either, throw. right? I think he is. I mean, he's the starting back. He was no this year. He is. I don't think he was last yeah. year. Last I don't know who the starting back was last. It was year. um. I gotta look it up, but no, you're you're right. Um, when it comes to that, but like this is the one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, with their their running backs is that this week, ninety five for S time, ninety five yards, sixteen carries, like you said. Jemiah Love, yeah. number two running back, forty yards, four four rushing attempts. Uh, Jabrain Payne, 31 yards on six attempts, and Jadarian Price, 25 yards, four attempts, and a touchdown. It's like they have a backfield for what I mean, <laughs> from what you just read. Me, they got a backfield, yeah, yes, it's crazy. I mean, uh, looking at it, they uh, yeah, they, uh, they're not pulling up anything. Payne is a wild card. Oh man, I guess you're right. I guess this was technically the team, okay, yeah, last year. Chris Tyree was the na- number one running back for this team last year. What um, he like? He had good numbers, 718 rushing yards, uh, 323 re- receiving t- uh, yards, eight touchdowns, and then S-Dime. Yeah, it looks like he just may have got injured because Logan Diggs was number two back. He wasn't yeah. injured, so I guess S-Dime just kind of waited his turn, and he's the junior in the I room mean- now. 
2022, you have you your average. You have 920 yards and 11 tuds on the ground. Mm. I mean, I don't know if that's all on the ground because if that was, I mean, that's 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 legendary right there. Honestly, <laughs> 11 touchdowns. I mean, dear lord. But I mean, if if he can take a step up and have another season like he did in 20 in 2022. Then I mean, oh, he was Sam doesn't. Really... Yeah, you're right. He was the lead back last year. I don't know what that stat I just pulled yeah. up was saying. But now, yeah, the thing right. is, is like he only had one touchdown last year, but he averaged five point. He averaged five yards carry. Mm. So I mean that. I mean that team is doing something good. That offensive line is opening up holes to get that run, like yeah. for the running back to run through. So the quarterback doesn't have to really worry about much. And that's the thing about Notre Dame. I feel like they don't want to put the game in their quarterback's hands. Yeah. I don't feel like they've had a really clutch quarterback over this over these past few years. Now they have somebody that can really put the ball like in clutch moments. They can put the ball in his hand and let him go to work for it. Yes. That's the reason I like Sam. I've always liked Sam coming from Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. I liked him a lot. If he would have went into last year's draft, I don't feel like he would have been a top five quarterback. He probably would have been yeah. maybe a day three, day four type of guy. Yeah. But now he's got a chance to really push that draft draft stock up. Yes prove himself that he's the top five quarterback in this year's class mm. and, you know, make a playoff run for this team for sure. Cause this team has enough talent. The running back room is good from what we just saw. The wide receiver room is something to be a little iffy about, but if he can work around that and get those guys to work with him, then they told like he has a chance to be a Heisman finalist and a top five quarterback. Yeah. So I pulled up the stats. Uh, you're, well, we we were misreading it. So technically, the ninety five yards was this is this year. Last year he did have nine hundred and twenty yards, so he did ball last year. He was the number one guy last year. So, so twenty. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah we're he just did meeting ball. Like he had a really good time. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, eleven tuds last year, one hundred fifty six rushing yard. I mean, uh, carries and then ninety two, uh, nine hundred twenty rushing yards. Yeah, he was the guy last year. I just kind of a guy that I didn't hear about. Um, I, I mean, he was kind of under the radar. It, it was Notre Dame. A, I guess he has a legit chance. Like. When I, I watched when I was watching film about that game, they said that he has the he has the the quirks to be a three down back. Yeah. He can run, he can run downhill, he can block, he can catch passes outside of the backfield. I mean, what more could you ask for? I know, right? I mean, besides splitting him out into the slot and making him play receiver for some downs. Five eleven, two twenty seven. That's a big boy. I mean, five eleven. I mean, from what I saw when I was watching that film, I mean, he he could run downfield, dude. Like he will say, truck you over. He's got some. Yeah, he's got. He's just a big boy. He's not tall. Kind of reminds me. Honestly, kind of reminds me of a more elusive Leonard Fournette. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, kind of a shorter version of him. Let's but see. still has that like still has that power enough to like get like to run somebody over and get a couple more yards. Yeah, that's mm. yeah, I kind mean, of a sleeper. Actually, so watch out for him. I'm putting I mean, his name. I'm putting actually, his name out there. You actually hit it around the dot. Leonard Fournette, six foot, two twenty eight. So, I mean, yeah, he he's a guy to wow, watch. Really? That's insane. Yeah, you Dan. Yeah, that was Dan close, bro. Um, but. Um. Yeah. It, it, this team was so fun, but when it comes back to the to their performance, it, it I don't want to look too much into it. We can agree on that. It's it was Navy, like we said. Don't disrespect Navy, but it's I'm not going to disrespect him. But you know, it was also it was also in Dublin. So yes. you know, I mean, the, different atmosphere. Them Notre Dame be fans show. I mean, up, bro. Whew. Oh, dude! I think it was like thirty nine thousand people, like thirty nine Amer- thirty nine thousand Americans went to that game. <laughs> And that stadium was packed. Oh, it was full. It was full. Like, it just shows how global this sport is getting. Yes. It's so true, man. But, I mean, back to Sam, I mean, honestly, 
he didn't have the most breathtaking performance, but he had the performance I figured that he would have just to start off the season with a new team. He didn't like have the most wow, amazing plays, but he had the plays to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. He had one play where I was like, okay. All yeah. Right, this guy. Yeah. Is, he was like, he's going to have a couple of those games this year. Yeah. But it was like one play. It was third down, I think. And he like, it was in the pocket, step back, navigated up in the pocket, threw it on the run right to the end zone touchdown. It was like, okay, that's yeah. the same heart and everybody wants. But like exactly. I said, like I said, it's it's one of those things you can't look too much into this game. But the one point I do want to make real quick is that this and it's it's a super small sample size, but this is just by this is by the standard of one university and the standard of another university. Um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But I would. I'm, That's a valid I'm, point. That's a valid point. I'm I willing mean, to make a. I'm willing to make a bet that. I'm willing to make a bet that this is the best defense that Hartman's ever had. Oh, 100. percent I don't think Wake Forest is. I don't think Wake Forest has ever had like a, maybe a top 20 defense. Uh, yeah, like exactly. Top 20, top 20 in college for people who don't know is still good. That's very good. Yeah, I mean, like the stats top are 20 little... in college is still good. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. Yeah, the stats are but so you saturated have to look at by the conferences playing in. Yeah. He's still going to have to play against some of the competition he's played before. He mm. still has to play Clemson. He still probably has to play North Carolina. Mm. But if you look at Notre Dame's schedule, you have to play Ohio State. you got to play South Cal, and you, and you have to play Clemson. Mm. I don't know about I don't know how Clemson's going to do this year, but those two other teams right there, South Cal and Ohio State, they're not going to be any slouches. And those are his two proven games, I think. Those are going to be the two proven games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, He's got he's got the opportunity to really really show out. So um, I'll start this one off. We have a question in here: Is he a legit Heisman candidate? And I'll say this: I'll say this. I think he will be a Heisman candidate, and maybe the favorite if, like we said, he beats Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. If he wins those games. Who's to say he doesn't win it? <laughs> you know? Who's to say he's not a first overall? I mean, I'm not going to say first overall draft pick, but who's not yeah. to say a first round draft pick? Yeah, I mean, he can be a top ten pick. Listen, after that. he can go and beat. Like, listen, he can go and beat the snot out of USC and Caleb Williams. That is not going to turn my head to Caleb Williams being the number one overall pick. That's not going to turn anybody. my head. <laughs> but in my opinion, right now, he is not my Heisman favorite. Mm-mm. But later into the season, show me more. Win those big games that you are that you have to win to make a push, and then we'll see if he win. As you said, if he wins those three games, probably Heisman winner, dude. He's and if there. he balls out, he's got to have a he's got to have a baller season this year. I'm talking about putting up four close to forty five thousand forty five hundred yards. I mean, he let's see, he put up. 38 touchdowns last year. If he puts up 45 to 50 touchdowns and minimizes those picks, so 4,500 yards, 40 plus touchdowns, and less than 10 picks, that's a Heisman. That's a Heisman winner, dude. Yeah, that's a that's winner stats, and that's winner stats right there, dude. It just depends on what if you put up those stats, your game has to back it up. Yes, and wins, just wins. But we'll see when it comes to the season. Yeah, and wins. But we'll see when it comes to the season for sure. But right now, I think I'm going to put him. I'm going to put him outside of the top five. I hear that. I understand where you're coming from there. And we're going to definitely get in to our Heisman candidates 
a little bit later in this podcast. But uh, great win for Notre Dame. We could agree. It's going to be fun to see Good them. Good win for sure. We'll, we'll have to see what they do this week. I think they have another pretty easy game. Let's see. Hang on. I think it's a, another pretty pretty easy game. I have a, probably some scrub team, bro. I'm not going to lie. Probably some trash team. I think it let's is. just be honest. I think it is. Let's see. Um why don't you be like Western Michigan? Oh God, it's even worse. It's even worse. Tennessee, what is it? Tennessee State. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. That's not like a five. I'm, I'm calling it like a five touchdown game. That's what I say. 300 yard passing. I haven't even dropped the spread yet. Oh God, there's no telling what that spread's going to be, bro. It, oh, it it's going to be at least like, spread. it's going to be, it's above 30 points. Oh, easily. I won't be surprised by that. Be. But, but um, now let's move on to the next game that yes. happened. Yes, let's move on to this USC win over San Jose State. A little Ooh. bit of a <laughs> God. No, it was one of those games where at the beginning you were like, oh, mm, San Jose State. Yeah, mm. at the beginning you were thinking, oh, maybe it could be a little bit of a fun game in the first half. Yeah, and then uh, it switched pretty quickly. But like we said, I mean, this is one of those games you kind of Another game you don't look too much into, but it's one of those sample sample games for people that are like, "Is USC legit this year? Have they changed, fixed their problems?" And Dude, what I'm going to tell you later, what I'm going to tell you later is just like think of it as like a preseason game. But I'll get to that once you make your points. Obviously, yeah. I mean, for me, uh, it's one of those games that when you're watching it at the mo- at the moment it's happening, you're like, "What? What is this? What is this?" And I. And I do still have a little bit of that in me, but it's one of those games for me. It's like USC first game of the season, classic Lincoln Riley offense looks incredible. Caleb Williams pulls off some craziness that overshadows the reality of it. And that, I think the reality that fumbled snap going no. for forty, uh, going for like seventy six yards. He's ridiculous. Like, like I mean, how do you? I don't know how he does it, but I mean. He's it's like Patrick. It's like Patrick Mahomes in college, but like ten times better. It's yeah. I mean, he's literally ridiculous, man. I've never seen. I've seen players like it, but players that have just we knew we. It's like his expectations were so high, and, and he's, he's meeting those expectations. He's overcoming them. It's like, dude, he's he's, he's over, yeah, that's, a, that's the perfect way to explain it. He is overcoming those expectations and making like these outlandish plays that nobody thinks he can make. Yep. And he's shutting up all these haters. Have you met one Caleb Williams hater? And if you are, bro, what are you doing? USC hater, yeah, that's one Caleb thing. you're a Caleb Williams hater out there, I don't know what you're watching. I don't know what ball you're watching. I don't know if you know the sport of football. Obviously, you're not watching the same things I'm watching because this dude is balling right now. Like, when he, like, mm, it's insane. He's crazy, man. I mean, I mean, I'll just say this. Caleb Williams, Superman, dog. You could use every word in the p- football playbook. You could him. him. You can use all of those sports terms. I don't even know if it well defines him enough, but all the pronouns. I mean, he's that dude, man. And there's not much more to say about him and that offense. The offense is going to be special. Obviously, you want to see him play against a legit defense and not San Jose's defense. But I think we can all agree that they're going to be an elite offense. It's more about – I think I'm looking at least maybe top – I think a top five offense at the yes. end of the year. Yeah. Like, for sure. But the big question is not the offense. Yeah. 
it's that defense. Mm-hmm. That defense is the big question. I agree with you on how the offense is powerful, how they have all those playmakers. Like Zachariah Branch, mm-hmm. freshman coming in from Bishop Gorman, track star, dude, mm-hmm. absolute athlete, had a 96-yard kick re- a 96-yard return kick and a 25-yard touchdown pass. Wasn't that ridiculous? In his freshman debut. In his freshman debut. Insane. That kick return was crazy, bro. (laughs) Oh, dude, he's going to be a name to watch out for in these later years. Yes. But the biggest thing for them is their defense. So I I was talking to Nolan today, and they looked at it as a preseason game. They played 22 different guys on that defense. 22 different guys after all those transfers in the transfer portal hit that were defensive players and the recruits they got, they played 22 different, 22 different guys. And I understand that dude, you have to find a legit starter for each position. But if you're playing that many guys in week one, what are you going to do in week two, Mm. week three? If nobody is waking up, dude, you know how bad you're not even bad inconsistent. Your defense is going to be, I mean, I understand why they do this to find the guys to find that hidden talent. And I think they will because they have hit in the transfer portal and in their recruitment classes. They have no excuse this year to have a bottom 10 defense. Like if you're going to have a top five offense and you're going to have all this hype to play, to go to a call to make a playoff appearance, you got to have a defense to back you up. You can't have a defense that's allowing 30 points a game to keep up with your offense. Mm. That's what's killed them these past couple of years that. And I feel like Caleb Williams may have gotten a little too cocky. Sometimes mm. I feel like Caleb may have gotten a little too in his bag and kind of threw away the games. But, I mean, going back, they got swept by Utah last year. Yeah. They got swept in the regular season and in the Pac-12 championship game because their defense could not close out. That's what they need to work on the most, and that's what the, that's the one thing, in my opinion, they need to fix. Who's going to be your starting 11 guys on that defense? You already have your offense figured out. You can probably pick and choose who you want Caleb to throw the ball to, but, I mean, your defense has to be the one system that you have to work on this year to make a legit chance to make a run. Yeah. I mean, you, you, the one thing that I, I loved the most that you said was, I mean, the transfer portal. I mean, they hit it like the defensive they line. Hit it, dude. Everybody who transfers to USC is going to, first off, it's California. So it's a beautiful place to be, but you're going for Lincoln Riley, dude. Mm. But another thing is, is like Lincoln Riley what has he really done these past couple of years except produce Heisman winners? <laughs> the quarterback machine. <laughs> quarterback guru, as I said last week. Quarterback guru. But, I mean, he has no playoff wins at all. So now you have a legit chance to go back to the playoffs and possibly make a national championship and bring USC back to where they used to be a couple, like, uh, like 10, 20 years ago. Mm. A legit championship winning team you have the quarterback you have a wide receiver you have an offense figure out that defense bud once you figure out that defense you will be a stud and that's the one thing he never figured out at oklahoma he had a stud firepower offense but he had a defense who could not win him games and then he makes the move to usc thinking he's going to get the recruits out there and still can't land the recruits out there (laughs) still can't land the recruits man still can't win he can't win the games it's 
it's one of those things, man. It's such a it's such a thing that lingers over Lincoln Riley. And when does he when does he get rid of that that thing that just that that dark cloud that is always going to say that he not does not have a good defense? And it comes when you finally. Get the like you said. Get these. Get the lineup in. How do you not have a lineup for game one? I get it. San Jose State. You can it's test. week zero. It's not yeah. even week one. Yeah, it's week zero. I mean, technically, it is week one for them. Yeah, but it's week zero, bro. You should have designated starters for each position. And I get it. It's San Jose State. You want to test some of these players out. There's nothing wrong with that. You want to get some of fu- that. You want to get fresh meat out there and let them understand how fast the college world is. Yeah, and maybe you find a stud like a, a hidden gym. Him, uh, in the third quarter when you're already winning big. Maybe, but like you said, in, if you see these teams, the Georgias, the Alabamas, the you know the Clemsons back, back in 2017, 16, and 18, LSU back in the day. Um, Ohio State. Ohio State, oh, back, back, good defense back then. They had their, they've had their stars. They've had their players that make, they have their leaders that make that defense. And and yeah, not every single player is elite. Not every single player is going to make it to the league. But when you have a like a Will Anderson, when you have a Harold Perkins for the LSU this year, yeah. you have a Joey Bosa, Chase Young, you have a, a Clemson back in the day. You get Miles Murphy, you have Christian Wilkins, Christian Wilkins. You know, you, you have, have Brian Brzee, Miles Murphy. Names that stick out. No, dude, they had Corey. Fo- they had Corey Foreman. That's the biggest no show in my opinion. I'm so. I mean, dude, that five is star. A, like I, we've seen some busts in our life, and I don't want to classify him as a bust. Dude, yeah, well, but he yeah, has yeah. not produced the way I thought he would do. I know that. Let's see if he got some. Let's see if he did anything on defense. Like, he had a better chance at Clemson than he did anywhere else. Yeah, he should have came to the Saint. I mean, the Saints. Huh? LSU, bro. We were in the freaking final. He, yeah, nothing. I don't see anything on here. Hang on. Defense. Um, Damani Jackson. Damani Jackson's good. I'll say that. He is good on that team. Damani Jackson is good from last year. I remember him. Mm, oh, man. Dude, if his name doesn't even pop up on the stat sheet, just show us how bad he is now. That's wild. I don't even say bad, just how disappointing it is. That's my thing. Is like this dude has so much hype. I, I don't want to say he's bad. I just say how disappointing the performance is. I mean, yeah, for a guy that five star athlete comes in and everyone's got these high hopes for him. Number one overall recruit in his class, two year career. He's only had twenty four tackles. Four and a half for loss, two and a half sacks, and an he did have an interception. Um, so he's going into his junior year, will comp- compete for playing time. I mean, he's competing for playing time in his junior year, man. Dude, no transfer, hit that portal, dude. There's no no need for him to stay. That's like, wild, man. That's crazy. That's, there's no need, bro. He had Ohio State, he had Clemson, he had LSU, he had Bama, he had every team coming after him. And yeah. if I was him, I'd probably go after Ohio State. Wants, Ohio State at least pushes out defensive linemen. Wanted to stay at home. He's your homer. Hey, look at him go, man. Uh, you know, I wish him the best, dude. I hope he wins. I mean, he needs to live up to that hype that he has because, like, coming out of high school, he's a dog. He was, man, and hopefully he figures it out. But USC, we could stick on this forever, like I said. But uh, um, good performance. Obviously, wasn't perfect. I mean, Caleb, Caleb had a good performance, 18 of 25, 278, and four touch. I mean, can't complain about those numbers. Can't complain at all. 
Yeah, we know. Didn't you tell good. me that Sam Hartman's throwing eighty two percent right now? Through through eighty two percent game one. Yep, nineteen twenty three. Disgusting. Crazy. Crazy. That is absolutely filthy. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, let's see what. So let me see. Hang on. Let me see what uh, Caleb's match is up to. Let's see. His his passer rating right now is seventy two, which is also ridiculous. So, I mean, that's that's like that's NFL status right there, that's, dude. That's legitness right there, brother. All right, let's get this thing moving. I think we've recapped enough on these two squads where they will be playing. I mean, I I, I respect both squads, and mm-hmm. I think both of them. I think we I think we can both agree that they are both, at the end of the day, can be top five teams, Mm -hmm. depending on strength of schedule and how they play. Because both of them them have some tough games ahead. I think SC probably has some more – I think SC has some more sneaky games that can can get by them, per se, like a Colorado. Like, they can get upset by Colorado if that happens. But I think then the both of them is the one I'm I think at the end of the day, both of them can end up being better teams than they are than they were last year, especially South Cal. They definitely have the potential to be a better team. Yeah, they better, man. They've got a lot of expectations riding this season. They play Nevada. Well, they have a Heisman winner, dude. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Heisman, I think we uh I think we have to yeah. predict. Yeah, and, you know who's your who's your Heisman? This yeah, year? man. Let's. Uh, I'll just say real quick though. USC plays Nevada next week, so we'll see how they do. And like I said, Notre Dame oh plays. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, they everyone gets those easy games every now and then. And then Notre Dame plays Tennessee State, like we said. Let's like 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 you said. Let's let's keep this thing moving. Hang on, instead of Heisman's, instead of Heisman's, let's give this top six. Let's give this top okay, six. Okay, I'm fine with that. Let's go ahead with your top six. Let's get you into this. First, we got we got the playoffs. Obviously, we got to make some predictions. Like we said, these are our well since the season started. It's not preseason anymore. So first of the year predictions. Um, I am gonna lay mine out real quick here. This is a tough. This is tough. I mean, it's hard not to be a little bit of a homer. Obviously, it took, it took some time to really think about this. Yeah, and like we said, we try to we try to be unbiased. The the thing is that we have teams that have legit opportunities this year. I wouldn't say this if I didn't believe it. Trust me, I, just, I, I am a, I, I'm a realist when it comes to this. It does seem a little homerish with this this first pick. Uh, with these couple of these picks, but for me, I think we got a season and an opportunity for the Ohio State Buckeyes to reclaim their throne in the Big Ten. And I think okay. I got you. I see that happen. I can see that happening. Quarterback is going to be the question, mm. but the surrounding cast mm. around around that offense is going to be the big deal. Yep. Um, quarterback can come and go. I mean, it just depends on what that position does. Yeah. And for me, it's uh, they were the only team that was legitimately close to Georgia last year, talent-wise. They proved it in that game. I know, like you said, quarterback, they don't have C.J. Stroud anymore, and that's a big deal. But I think these two quarterbacks that are choosing between are legit quarterbacks, and they have a talent to win football games. But like we said, the talent is so unreal on Ohio State from top to bottom where I'm willing to – the ball. On both sides of the ball. On both sides of the ball. And I'm I'm willing to say, you know, that they can win games based on that and not just quarterback play. And with that being said, I think they have a quarterback in McCord, McCord that um 
if he starts, they can win any football game. I do believe that. And so they're going to be my number one seed going into this season. Um, they're yeah, going to be sure. my favorite uh, to finish number one uh, when it comes to the playoff rankings. I like it. I like it. That would be a big, big step up for Ryan Day. Honestly, I'm going to put Ryan Day in the hot seat, dude. If he does not do anything this year, I could see him getting booted out the door. I don't know if he gets booted, but it's it gets to a point where you're like, all right, bro, you can you gotta you gotta put it together. You gotta get the. Well, see, I mean, if you think about it, you lost to Michigan one and last two. two years. He's one and two in playoff games. Mm. He's one and he's zero oh and one in championship games, and he's he's zero oh and two. Well, yeah, he's zero oh and two right now. These past two years against Michigan. Mm. So I mean, there's reasons to put him in the hot seat. Yeah, but it just depends on how the season goes. Yeah, but continue, sir. No, yeah, I mean, you hit you hit that one on the nail. It's. Ohio State's got a lot to play for, and that's one of the reasons why I think they're going to be a little bit better this year. I think I think Ryan Day's coming with a fire this year. Uh, it feels like every year we say that, but it's like this year feels a little different. I know this year feels legit. Like this yeah. year feels like a legit year. Yeah, and like last year, you could have said that with CJ, but I don't know. There was something about Michigan last year that was like after they lost to Georgia in that playoff, it was like all right, they got the experience now. They could beat Georgia. They still beat Ohio State, so it's like all right, and then lose the TCU. So besides that, let's keep yes, this man. thing <laughs> got smacked. But uh, let's keep this thing moving. Oh, and- forgot. Did you hear Max Duncan got waived today? Wow, bro. Wow. I never yeah. thought he'd be an, a legit NFL quarterback. It's kind of hard to see, though. It's kind of sad. Well, actually. I mean, look at the team. He was on the Chargers, bro. He's not playing. Mm, yeah, that team, yeah. I mean, yeah. It look at this. If I'm, the Patriot, if I'm the Patriots, I'm going to pick him up. Mm. That's just me. Mm. Mm. Let me see. Think about it. Yeah. Let me see this QB room for the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's not playing, dude. He's got Herbert in front of him. He's Herbert. not playing. Easton Stick is there. They, they he's been there for a minute. So let's keep this thing going, though. Number two, it's based on schedule, based on opportunities, and um, this could easily be either two, either either or of the SEC teams that I have in my top six. Uh, but I'm gonna go with LSU here. I think. We kind of when it comes down to quarterback play, when it comes down to talent everywhere, I think they compete with everyone. I'm not saying they have the best talent in the league. I think they have an absolute game wrecker on defense that hasn't. Not I don't I don't think he's going to be a Heisman candidate, but I think he has an opportunity to put him in. I think he has an opportunity to put himself in that kind of conversation. Listen, man, like that that Arkansas game last year was his breakout game. Mm. Like I remember watching that game at the house, like at the crib. Like he balled out that game, and he is not the biggest linebacker. Mm-mm. Like he's a linebacker, yeah, but he's not like that off the edge type of guy. In every play, no. he's gonna be that guy that you send on a fast blitz, and he's gonna get there. Yeah, like he's good. So I respect that decision. Um, you know, Harold Perkins is just defensive guy. If there's so anybody to give the jersey, if, if number seven's going to anybody, um, it better be going to him. It better, bro. They're, I think they're deciding right. on that like this week. So I'm, I am very intrigued to see who gets 17, I mean, seven and 18. But like you said, though, it's like, and I, I don't like comparing players that much. I mean, especially your players that are in the league. But I mean, I see so many flashes of like a, maybe a, smaller, quicker version of a Michael Parsons, in my opinion. Dude, I was just thinking the same thing. He's just I would say Micah Parsons 
or I would maybe I would say Micah Parsons, or I would say I would oh man, probably a Khalil a smaller version of Khalil Mack, not but not the mm-hmm. brute strength, but just the quickness off the line, yeah, the get off off the line, the play recognition as well, mm-hmm. um, and the breakaway speed. He's got sneaky speed, dude. Yeah, he does. I'm thinking he's got, I'm thinking at least four or five speed right there. I mean, I'm looking it up. Let's see. Let's see um, comparison. I want to see what they, the experts, experts. Miles Jack, that's a pretty decent, that's an honesty, even though he just retired. Miles Jack's a good one. He's retired, so. But, uh, no, I mean, it, it's that kind of a player, man. He can play uh, as a, a linebacker that can play in coverage, but he's also an absolute monster on the edge. We saw what he did, and he was sick for that Arkansas game. So it's like, man, I mean, that's that was his flu game, bro. It was his, like Jordan. Oh flu yeah, game. I was about to say he had his Jordan game right yeah, there. Yeah, but um, like I said, when it comes to the point with LSU, for me, it's just I think their talent matches up with almost everybody's in the country, and I think Jaden Daniels is ready to take that next step forward. And I think that exactly. the, and I think that that receiving core is really good, and I think we've got a really good running back room. And uh, I think the tight end room's good. It's one of those things where, and Brian Kelly is playing for, he's playing for it, man. I mean, he's literally done everything in his career besides make a freaking, win a championship. You know, I mean, he's done it all. He made a championship, but he lost it. Exactly. So it's, I almost said that and I remembered. But, I mean, it's one of those things for me. It's like, you got a team, <laughs> screw you. Uh, no, you got a team that's like, they're playing for something. Obviously, LSU wants to get back to that standard, even though they just won in 2019. But they, there's a standard at LSU. Yeah, it's been a couple, I mean, I'm not going to lie now. It's been a couple of years now. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's like the 2019 is almost tarnished with all the just terribleness after that with Coach O. It's like well, – I mean, I don't you had to... pure talent. I mean, you, you were, I would say, um, uh, spoiled with talent yeah. on that team. I yeah. mean, you had you – had, NFL talent. Like, that was an NFL team. Yeah. Like, I can say the same thing with the 2020 Bama team and the 2019 Bama team as well. I mean, LSU and Bama, two years straight NFL teams, man. Yeah. I mean, NFL talent everywhere. Everywhere. So, I mean, I understand what you mean. I think Jaden, I think Jalen Daniels is primed to have a Heisman season this year. Mm. Um, his biggest, his biggest goal to, his biggest obstacle is going to be Bama. Yes. To win the West, he has to beat Bama. Yep. Again, if he can beat Bama and Bryant Denny this yep. year, yep. I hope it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, then mad respect. Mm. But if he if he does do it, he's prime he's primed to have a really good season. And that's gonna jump him up into that quarterback talk and his uh pro as a draft prospect as well. Yeah. That's gonna bump him up a bunch of if he can go in, win the West again, win the SEC, and make a playoff appearance. Yeah, exactly. And that's another point. Like I was saying, they're playing for something else. He's playing for a job. You know, I don't know. I don't personally know how good Jaden Daniels will be in the NFL. It's one of those plays where it's like it's a hard transition for a player that small that relies so much on his legs. It's it's one of those hard things for me to it, I mean, honestly he's see. not that small. I think he's like six three. It's not two hundred. But it's 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 his weight. It's his weight for me. For a guy it's like Bryce Young, yeah, they talked about how small he was, but Bryce Young is not a guy that's gonna tuck it down and run and try and break people's ankles every single other time. Uh, some dude tried to tell me at work that 
Bryce Young's overrated because of his offensive line and his players around him. I was like, I told him, I was like, don't start right now. You can say that about every like, college quarterback that's at an elite school. <laughs> he said that, and I was just like, I was about to be like, I, I had to hold my tongue because I was about to unleash ungodly hellfire on him. Yeah, it was you, not going to be You could literally say that about every quarterback that's you ever been. You could say that about, like, Caleb Williams, dude. Like, Caleb, Caleb Williams. Williams made the plays, but look at the surrounding cast. Joe Burrow, I mean, he had the best offensive line in the country that year, you know? Tua I mean, had the best wide receiving core that one year. Like, I mean. It's whatever, It bro. just depends. That's but, I mean, talk. surrounding cast does matter, and I feel like that's what Jaden Daniels and LSU have right now. They have a surrounding cast to make that team better. Mm. And they have the head coach who's going to push them to be better as well. Yes, I, I completely agree. And that's, I just think they have some slight edges in some big spots that can, I'm not saying it's definitely going to. I just personally, I think that's going to just, just a little bit. The biggest thing for Alabama, why I don't have Alabama being LSU is just, the biggest reason why I think they can is because of Nick freaking Saban. I'm sorry. I mean, if he's coaching, you have a chance. <laughs> yeah, you have a chance. If, Nick, if Nicky Boy is on the sidelines, yeah. he's playing. You know, he's one of those guys. He's, he's like, playing to win. You, you can hate, and I can hate Alabama as much as I can, but it's like it's un, it becomes undeniable. It's like the Tom Brady's. It's like the LeBron James's. It's like um, – the John Jones so in the Michael UFC. Jordan, Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan back in the day. You like, got, I mean, you got anybody un- is anybody. You got undeniable. You can't deny the greatness anymore. You can hate as long as you want, but there comes a point where the greatness. Uh, Bill Belichick, you know, it comes. There comes to a point where you, why you, you're hating just to hate. You know, you, if you can't yeah. respect what the guy's done, then you're you're hating. You're just hating. Yeah, if you can't if you can't accept what he's done for the game. Yeah. And the good, the good that he's done yes. for the game as well. Like yes. you can say when you don't have to like the wins, you don't have to like all the national championships that he's won, but if you just respect what he's done for the game, and then you will have an under, you will have a better understanding and a better love for the game as well. Yeah. I mean, that's how most people thought when, you know, Pete Carroll was here and SC was killing it. When Urban Meyer was at Florida and they were going to championships. I mean, there's multiple other coaches. Bear Bryant back in the day. There's multiple coaches that you can hate, but you have to respect the love. You have to respect and love everything they did for the game. Yeah. Just, that's, that's just it. It's so I rough. mean, and I can understand that you don't have Alabama winning. I mean, in my opinion, LSU has a quarterback. Alabama doesn't know who they're going to have. Yeah. And it's one of those – it's so tough. It's so tough. It's yeah. like – it's um, – we're going to get to we our championship. We talk about it all day, yeah. honestly. I mean, we're going to get to our championship games, and you'll see what I got going there. But um, at number three for me, this one's tough because I think we're going to see a Pac-12, undefeated Pac-12 team this year. I think I think one team is just going to outshine the rest, and I think due to talent on the other side of the ball, it comes down to two teams. And I got, well, you could throw three teams in there because of a coach. So I think the three teams in the Pac-12 with a legitimate defense, not saying champ, even championship, just a legitimate defense, not unlike USC. You got to throw Oregon, you got to throw Utah, and then you got to throw Washington. Washington. And that is who I have in there. I've got the Washington Ooh, Huskies. And- that's a sleeper team. That's a sleeper team to watch out for sure. Yeah, I mean, they have – I know we've been talking and I know I've been mentioning about surrounding cast. 
Washington, Washington has a quarterback in Michael Penix Jr., but they also have two of the best, two of the best wide receivers in college football this mm. year. Mm. Very, very true. I'm so glad you brought All that right. up. The talent on offense is ridiculous, and then, I mean, they are they casually pump out cornerbacks every single season. Dude, they're cor- like cornerback, like Trent McDuffie coming out last year, bro. It's like they like, just casually have these these guys just stashed away on the cornerback list, and they just come in and ball. You know, I mean, they put they put some crazy defensive players out. Like I mean, Via Veda, Via yeah. Veda was from. Villaveda was from Washington. Nobody thought he was going to be good until he got drafted by Tampa Bay, and he's one of the best defensive linemen in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, Washington Huskies defensive f- players in the NFL. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see who, yeah. who pops up. Yeah, Trent McDuffie. I know you can you can name Trent McDuffie and Villaveda. Villaveda. Um, Buda Baker. Buda, ba- Buda Baker went to Washington? I forgot about that. Did not know that. Um, see Buda Baker right there. Danny Sheldon, he's a good lineman. Um, he's a good one. Taylor Rapp, another good corner. Marcus Peters. Marcus uh, Peters. Desmond yeah. Trufant, he was a dog back in the day. Um, oh, my God, dude. Talk about a name I have not heard in forever. That's for real. Kyle Gold. Ooh, Kyle, man, I haven't heard that since the Falcons. I know, right? That's wild. But, I mean, this team is – it's it's this year for me. It's a, it's, a, it's a sneaky team mm. that puts out players that has a legit chance to contend this year. Mm. I mean, they have NFL talent on that team. I mean, I'm not going to lie. After this year, Washington is probably going to take a fall off. Yeah. Washington is probably going to take a fall off next season, but this season right now, it's all or nothing. Dang, they did and I'm not even saying, I'm not even saying go and try and win a championship, go and win the pac 12. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's going to be so difficult to win that in general, but like you said, if you win the pac 12, then you can look towards a national championship. But if you win the pac 12, look again towards that playoff game. If you lose one game or going defeated, look towards that playoff game, dude. Dang, they Ooh, did. Right. They did lose their running back, though. I didn't realize that. Who's their running back? It was their backup last year. It was it, is Richard. Oh no, no, that's their guy now. Um, his name was it's um Cameron Davis. He's at, I remember actually watching him play last year. So they lost him. He's a he's a pretty good player. Richard Newton's going to be the guy now. Senior, though. So, I mean, this guy has played good ball. 2019-500. Then he kind of lost his spot. But, I mean. Honestly, they, they've kind of had a good. They've, they've had a good recruiting class these past couple of years. I'm not like. Yes. I don't think it's top 15, top 10. But it's a good recruiting class for them. God, the I receivers mean, are so good. <laughs> I, think they had, I think they had a quarterback come in who's a lefty and turned out to not be him. Dang, I this can't remember. kicker. This kicker's ridiculous, huh? bro. Oh, never mind. What's That's, the kicker like? Oh, my bad. That was extra points. I was about to say, this dude doesn't miss. <laughs> what were you looking at? I was looking at extra points. Brother hasn't missed one. I was like, okay, never mind. What's he's his extra point looking like? 58-59. But he's 19-22 in a field goal, so he's he's actually really good, too. Hey, that's automatic, bro. What do you mean? Um, but missed three last year? That's not bad. It's pretty good. But like I said, I think Washington comes out on top of Pac-12 undefeated. and you, that's That's one of those... Undeniable moments. You can't you can't leave them out then if they're undefeated and they beat USC, Oregon. Um, I mean their schedule is crazy. So if they can win those games, it, I think they yeah they got those games and then they got Oregon, 
USC, Utah, Oregon State. If you win those games, win the Pac-12 championship, you're in the playoffs. So I got them at three undefeated season. And then honestly, this, could you look? Uh, I hate to cut you no. off, but could you look at it like Pac-12 is probably one of the most competitive divisions this year? I would say yes because it's like all the teams are kind of neck and neck. Like yeah. all of them have quarterbacks for quarterbacks. Yes. Like, like they all, all have them, a quarterback. All of them have elite quarterbacks. Like you were saying. Um, and I think the biggest difference USC, the thing is like Washington might have as good of an offense as USC. And I think their defense is better. So, you know, I think I, th- I agree with you on the Washington statement, just because they didn't lose their wide receiver. They didn't lose wide receivers. Yes. They didn't lose. They didn't lose anybody on the outsides. They lost their running back, as you said. So that's going to be a little bit of a a difference changer. But wide receivers, they have veterans out there who are going to know how to get separation yes. and get into the end zone and make move make make plays outside the numbers for sure. Michael Penix Jr. four hundred four thousand six hundred and forty one passing yards last year, bro. I think he was like I think he was top five in passing yards last year. Oh yeah, definitely thirty one touchdowns, yeah. eight interceptions. I mean, the dude is so good so good lord man only eight interceptions on well, no, a lot of attempts see, that's the year that sam like as i said sam hartman that's the year that he has to have yeah very similar uh but for me got washington three and i'll move on to the alabama crimson tide at four i think gotcha. and then i'll just go ahead and save uh georgia at five i think obviously if lsu's at two they're beating Alabama and Georgia. And for me, it comes down to which of those teams loses by the l- lower margin. Least, yeah, least amount. Because I think Alabama's only loss will be LSU, and I think Georgia's loss will only be LSU. So, yeah, that's what I'm about to go off. That's what I'm going off of. So, for me, I think the Alabama game will be more competitive than the Georgia game. I think LSU got a little bit of a taste of Georgia last year, and I don't think Georgia's going to be as good as they were last year. So, if that's a repeat for the SEC Championship, oh, my gosh, first of all. And then, second yeah, of all, I think – I think it, I just think that LSU will be more prepared for that game than they were this time. Oh, oh revenge. Yeah, that's a revenge game. You know they want that one back, so I think they'll beat oh, no, Georgia no, Oh, no, no, no. I know what a revenge game is next year, baby. Best believe, Tuscaloosa next year, that's a, that's a revenge game. And I promise you, yeah. I will be watching yeah. that game. Yeah. That is the biggest that's, revenge game next year. It's such a year. massive game, bro. But like I said, there's so many good games next year, bro. So many, so many. But I think Alabama get gets a it's a closer game. So I think they squeeze in into that fourth spot. I think this team has an opportunity to maybe squeeze into the fourth spot, but uh, it's going to be hard for, for me to see them jump over in Alabama or Georgia just because it's gotcha. SEC. I think Penn State has a ch- an opportunity this year to really shock some people. Um, and you probably noticed at this point that I ain't got Michigan. So we are Penn State, baby. Penn State, baby. Hey, I, I, you know, I think Michigan takes a fall off, as you said. I don't have them in mind. I think that, you know, they have the best running back duo in college. It's nasty. But I, I need JJ to take a step up. And if he doesn't take that step up, then they're not going to really go that far. They have a New Year's Six game. They'll have a New Year's Six bowl game for sure. Oh yeah, but they won't be a they won't be a playoff contender. JJ, first off, is draft eligible next year to go to play in the NFL. If he doesn't have a good year next year, he could stay back for you know I sit guess, back for his senior year. I can see that. But 
I could see it happening too. But he needs to have a he needs to have a year this year to put up to make sure Michigan can go a third straight year to the play to the playoffs. And it also it's not on JJ as well. It's on you know it's on the coach. Yes. It's on it's on Jim. Jim has to do good in this. Jim has to do good. He's suspended for three games, so we'll really see after those three games. Yeah, did you see it came out today that uh he says that players should be paid? I was like, bro, you just try to cover your, your tracks, bro. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> just just shut up. Do, uh, do you have like a seventh team or anything? Uh my sleeper squad. I forgot to say that. We have one sleeper squad, and it comes down to Pretty much for us, the sleeper squad will come down to, like, one win can change their season. And I think that team is Florida State for me. Gotcha. If you beat LSU, you win the ACC undefeated, you're making the playoffs. It's just like the Pac-12 for me. So, I think if they can win that big game week one, no, it's going to be hard to beat that team. They're going to have some – Steam, they're gonna be steamrolling after that win. So, oh, it's after last year's win. After last year's game against y'all, it was so good that set a fire. But if y'all can go in and beat them, and then week two they lose to the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, and then that just that just crushes Florida State fans' dreams and hopes of anything. Oh God, talk about a absolute roller coaster, man! Dude, just of emotions, bro. Just straight depression. Just imagine <laughs> you're so you're primed to go to the playoff game. You're primed to go to the playoffs, and you lose to LSU week one. Okay, expected. Okay, that's <laughs> that, that can be expected to happen. Then you come home and you have to play freaking Southern Miss, and you lose. Oh man, heartbreaker. That. Absolute just steamroll of the season. That'd be so fun. That'd be so funny, man. That'd but I like so your top. I, I like your top six, and I like your sleeper team for sure. I can see that happening. Um, I I can honestly see Penn State probably going over Washington, but Penn State's got to win those two big games. Yes, Penn State's got to lose. Penn State's got to win those two games and can't beat themselves. Same thing for Washington. Mm-hmm. Only Washington, in my opinion, probably has a tougher schedule just because they have to go against like three big teams in their division that are already ranked. Penn state's got to go up against Ohio state and Michigan, two big teams, but Penn state beats themselves. Washington, they can just outright get beat. Like Washington really doesn't beat themselves. If anything, from what I've seen last season, Washington put themselves in great position to win games. Yep. And they did. Yep. So, but that's a nice squad you got right there, bro. Yes, sir. Well, what do you got with your top six well, sleeper squad? Okay, okay. My my uh, six and my sleeper. Okay, so I'm gonna start with my sleeper. Okay, I'm gonna switch it up for you at seven. Okay. I got Penn State. You know, I think Penn State can do something good. Has a new quarterback coming in. Um, he's not gonna be a player like Sean Clifford. Mm-hmm. He's built like jo- Drew Aller is built like Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, plays about like six him. four, six five. 215, 220, got a cannon for an arm. Let's okay. see. Penn Let's State's see. Let's got see a squad around him. Let's see. Drew Aller. I think he's about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Let's see. Let's see. He's a big kid, dude. Like, he's a big kid. He is six. Oh my goodness, six five two forty three. Wait, no, that was good lord. That was fresh, a unit. That was freshman year. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, what? That's a freshman? Oh my god. No, okay, no, that, that's a grown that, man. That's a that's, grown man. That is updated. That is updated. All right, yes, sophomore six, six four two forty two forty three. Oh, dude, that's disgusting. That's a big guy. God. Dude, that's a that's a child. Oh my He's, gosh. 
we're older than him, dude. He could kill us. That's crazy, bro. That's so crazy. Dear Lord. But I got Penn State at seven. Um, coming in at six, I'm going to take the USC Trojans at six. Okay. Only thing I only reason I say that is I feel like they lose. I feel like they lose two games. I feel like they lose against Oregon. Oh no, no. I feel like they bump I feel like they lose one against Utah and then they lose one against Washington. Okay. Okay. So those are my that's that's my six and seven right now. I don't have any Pac twelve teams making the playoffs right now. Okay. I have to see a little bit more from the defensive side of the ball that's to really determine. Yeah. When's I the mean, last time a Pac twelve team see, made it? Washington? Huh? Washington's the last team to make the pack the the champion. I mean the playoffs, right? In the yeah. Pac twelve? Yeah, they lost to Bama. That's the last team because Oregon hasn't made it since like the Oregon made first the, Oregon round. made the national championship the first year the college football playoffs was put in, and they lost to Ohio State. And then Washington made it when Jalen Hurts was a freshman. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. USC has not made it. That's crazy, bro. But so I got USC at six. At five, I have the Texas Longhorns. Hook them, baby. Mm. Got Texas Longhorns. You know, um, Steve Sarkeesian. Um, after last year, I feel like mm. was a disappointing year. I feel like last year was not the year that you wanted to have, especially with the squad that you have coming in. You have Xavier Worthy. You have Robinson in the backfield. You have your yours back in, back at quarterback. Um, I think what really turned that season around was losing to Bama week two after Quinn went down. If Quentin doesn't go down, then obviously I feel like they beat Bama. Mm. But since he went down, I feel like that kind of turned momentum for him. Plus TCU kind of woke up. Mm. Um, but I feel like mm. this year, you know, this year could be a flip around. This year they have they have the squad to do it. I feel like they have an underrated defense coming into this season. Probably I think they have the best defense in the Big 12 so far. Um, just because of the pieces they brought around. Fair. Um, I mean, one thing that really woke me up was like the Red River rivalries. Like they they cleared Oklahoma fifty six nothing, fifty nine nothing. It was a shutout. Shutout. I mean, if Quentin and plus after this year they move into the SEC, so it's going to be a little different. But right now Texas is in prime position to if they get to week two and they go to Tuscaloosa. And they beat Bama. They have a they are they have a prime position to go win their division and to make a playoff appearance again. They haven't won their division since two thousand and nine. I said that last week. I'll say it again. You have not won your division since two thousand and nine, and it was the last time you made a championship game. And guess who you lost to? You lost to Alabama. Sheesh. You play Alabama week two. I'm not going to say that they're going to do it, but if there's any time to make an appearance and to make a statement, it's to beat Bama. If you beat Bama, I'm telling you, you're you're primed to be the talk of the town. Tennessee last year, when they beat Bama, they were number one. Everybody was on their knees, praising them. Like they were they were the top dog. Yeah. Everybody forgot about Georgia for a complete week and mm-hmm. was all over Tennessee. If Texas can do the same thing, but continue to do what they're doing in the during that season, they have a prime. They are primed to go to the playoffs and possibly be a possibly be number one by the end of the year. Yeah, but that's at number five. Now the number now now we're getting into the number fours, number threes, number twos, number ones. Number four, I have Florida State. Mm. Now Florida State's the only Seminoles. loss. 
Florida State's only oh, oh. Florida State's only loss is going to be against LSU. LSU is going to beat them week one. Okay. It's not going to be by much, but they're going to beat them. Okay. But then Florida State's going to go on a run. Okay, week two you have Southern Miss. Wax. Sorry. Sorry. Absolute. Just you know, bend you over, spank your bottom, send you home. Like it's going to be that. Um, <laughs> then they have a couple more challenging games. You know, they have Clemson. They have North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They have Duke. Mm-hmm. Duke is no slouch. Duke's Duke not got bad. quarterback again. Duke's um, they have some. They have some challenges to overcome, but they're prime. Uh, they they have a, they have the team around them, and they have as we all as we said before, they have a quarterback. Yes, a Heisman finalist quarterback to do something. So we'll so we'll see what happens. Week one is the biggest is the biggest key. If they come out of that, if they come out of uh, Miami. Or where is it, Orlando? Orlando. Yeah, if they come out of Orlando with a win against LSU, they could be they could be in a play they're in a playoff position. But they have to go win that division. That division, you know, Clemson's still around. I'm not gonna say Clemson's gonna disappear. I mean, that'd be a, that'd be disrespectful. Clemson is still around to make a run for a playoff to make a playoff. Mm-hmm. And those are the two teams. North North Carolina's still there. But Florida State, Florida State has the grit has the team, has the quarterback, has the surrounding cast. Like, their wide receiver room, dude, is so dirty right now, and it's so underrated. They have a Michigan State wide receiver, Keon Coleman. Remember that name, because I promise you, he will be a Bolitnikoff finalist next year. Okay. All right. Calling that right now. Keon Coleman, Bolitnikoff finalist next year. But that's, that's Florida State for me. I got Florida State at four at three. I got the LSU Tigers, the boys in purple and gold. You know, there you go. can't disrespect, okay. can't disrespect them. You know, I have a soft spot for them. You know, I've yeah. come, I've lived with you. You're my best friend. You know, I gotta have a soft spot for my boys in Slightly. purple and gold. I get that. But the only loss that they're gonna have is against Bama. Yeah, it's in Tuscaloosa this year. Um, Fair. LSU has the best quarterback in the SEC right now. That's the only. That's one thing that they have going for them is that they have the best quarterback, the most experienced quarterback. Yeah. I will. I'll throw in Spencer Rattler. I was about to say I mean, it's experienced. You know, it's I think experienced. That's the best way. Jalen Daniels has been a like me and you watched him at Arizona State tearing up Oregon that one game. Had a couple other good games after that. You know, he's he has the experience. He is pro- he is one of the best quarterbacks in the country right now, and possibly a Heisman finalist. Yeah. Um, but what LSU needs to do is really win the big games that y'all need to win. I don't really think y'all have any I think the biggest concern is probably secondary problems, as me and Nolan talked about. I think secondary is probably is the wild. biggest problem. But everything else y'all have in place to be good. Mm-hmm. Only team like I mean, y'all have to play y'all have to play Florida this year, you have to play Bama, have to play Tennessee. If y'all lose to Bama, that's not a bad loss. If it's by three or four points, that's not bad. Y'all just need to win out the rest. And who knows? SEC championship appearance could happen. Y'all could turn around and beat Bama. LSU could be number one by the end of the next season. For sure. They could like be. I mean, they have everything. And they have the coach. The coach is the biggest part. They have the coach to do so. Brian Kelly has been there. He has done that. He he had a little taste last year. He had taste, a taste. Exactly. That's so the best guess way to what? Play it. Now that you've had a taste, you're gonna want more. You want the whole plate. You want the drink to come with it. <laughs> so I mean, why not go for it, man? And I feel like LSU has a legit chance to do that. 
But at number two, I'm going to take the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State, another another team who has depth and talent around it. Only thing they're missing is a quarterback right now. They have a quarterback competition going on. Yep. Um, Kyle McCord, in my opinion, Kyle McCord is going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the biggest piece for Ohio State right now to make a legit chance, uh, I think it's Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. I think it's Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that's the biggest key to that team is to feed him the ball. Yes, you have Henderson. You have Henderson in the backfield. That's another good key. That's another good key coming back. He had a little injury. Had a little injury prone last year. But if you can, you know, recall those injuries, bring him back into the game, get him back moving and grooving, then they can still make a legit shot. I like you having them. I like you having them at number one because I feel like they have an over out of, out of all these teams. They have the best overall team. I think so. You know what I mean. Like they have the best overall team in general, and they have another. And the head coach comes into play. Ryan Day has been there, has been to the big games. Yep. Ever since he's been the head coach at Ohio State, he's been in the playoffs. He's made a national championship. I mean, experience is there. Quarterback is the big question mark right now. But Ohio State, in my opinion, is the second. It can be the second best team coming into the next year, and at number one. Taking my boys, taking the big old Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. I hear we'll take you. Alabama at number one. And it's going to seem biased to most people. But if you really look at it, the surrounding cast that Alabama has, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's deadly. We returned so, like, yes, we lost Bryce Young. We lost the Will. We lost Will Anderson. We lost a couple people to the draft last year. We lost Brian Branch. We lost Jordan Battle. We lost Henry Toa Toa. We lost a lot of key players last year. Also, I don't think last year was our best team. I feel like last year, college football is definitely picking up. Play, teams are starting to catch up to the system for sure. But I think next year that if we figure out what to do about quarterback, then we can make a chance to go win another national championship and compete again. Yeah. I think next year that we can be better than Georgia. I think LSU and Alabama are going to be better than Georgia next year. And that's just my honest opinion. But the team that we have now, I feel like we can do something good. Uh, I think that we have one of the best secondaries in the league with Kool-Aid at cornerback number one, have Caleb Downs, the true freshman coming in at safety. Um, let's see. We have the, uh, we have a tra- we hit in the transfer portal too. We have a transfer linebacker mm-hmm. from Georgia coming in. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. the best call. We have the best linebacker in college and JUCO. Actually, my bad. Best linebacker in JUCO, Justin Jefferson. That's a name to remember. <laughs> I know, right? Came from the good old school of PRCC, Pearl River Community College. Got to represent the boys down here. Yes. So I mean, he. I mean, he's making a move over there. But we also on offense. Offense is going to be a big offense is going to be a question mark just because of the quarterback situation. We have two new coordinators in offense and defense. So I mean, if we figure things out after week two, and if we beat Texas, I think we're primed to go be a number one team contending for a national championship. And I'll be honest with you, I think the two teams that meet in next year's national championship. I think it's going to be the all-time classic. I think it's going to be what everybody has been waiting for to see. I think it's going to be Alabama versus LSU in next year's national championship. I think that's going to be it. I'm right there with you, man. 
I'm going LSU it's Bama. Gonna be, it's going to be determined if Bama can figure it out at quarterback mm-hmm. and if LSU can win those big games that they need to win. Yes. But those are my teams. I have my Penn State's my sleeper team. But those that's the top six teams I have close to the end of the year. And obviously our teams will change over time. Next time we do it next time we do a ranking like this, I'm pretty sure after it'd probably be after maybe week two or week three. Yeah. Rankings will come out. We'll both be talking about like, oh my gosh, dude, this team. Oh my gosh, dude, this sleeper team. I mean, that's the one thing about college football, dude. It is so exciting and you just don't know who's gonna I mean, it's up in the air at this point. We nobody knows. Everybody's picking the classics. They're going to pick Georgia. They're going to pick Bama. But nobody looks at these sleeper teams in some of these divisions. Nope. I mean, we none of us mentioned a group of five team. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Cincinnati's the closest gone. team that could be the closest <laughs> thing that could be what Tulane. Tulane. Tulane's good. Tulane's still. I like. I like their coach a lot. But they they lost Spears and oh, that's tough. But I, I'm with you, man. I think you know, like you said, after week two, we'll come back and. We'll have a lot more clarity. You know, LSU, Florida yeah. State will have finished. Uh, Alabama versus Texas Alabama will have Texas, finished. That'll yes. be a big game to clear up as well. You know, there's going to be some big games where we're like, all right, that that team won. That changes everything. That yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some games where we're less like, okay, that just happened. Yep. That really just like kind of just make college football turnover upside down. Yeah. I mean, depending on the game. But that's the one thing about college football, dude. It's just the unexpected wins are the best wins. Yeah, those are the biggest games, and and that's what makes it so much fun. And you, If you're picking uh, the – if you're not picking at least one or two underdogs a week, you're crazy. It's college football. Someone's going to pull Dude, something college, off. Like the underdogs are the best teams to go for, man. I mean, you cannot – if there's an underdog team that you have hype around or that they're hyping, hyping up, I'm going to take them. Yep. Like, I mean, I feel like it could be one of the best games of the year. Yes. I think that like, – Take the Appalachian State and Texas A&M game last year, dude. That was a game. Yes. That was fun. I mean, I mean – Oh. Or Tulane and USC, that's the best example. That's the best that is one. The, that's the best example. Tulane and USC, and Tulane comes out on top. That's insane. The, that's the best example for a 12-team playoff, but that's for another day. Exactly. Um, all right, bro, I think we're in agreement to the championship game for the teams, how they get there, different. But I think we uh, both agree LSU and Bama are going to the championship. A little bit of homer feels like, but we're, we're also – it's reality, man, <laughs> like – if that's the game, dude, I I just don't. Uh, We're not oh talking. Oh my gosh. We're not talking. Oh, dude, we can't. We couldn't talk. We we'll, couldn't talk. We we'll had to do all. a very tense podcast for that one. But uh, oh my god, I don't. Oh man, Nathan, who <laughs> just <laughs> no contact for two weeks. Uh, uh, I don't know, dude. Like if that's the podcast, and we have to talk about that, I guess some. Well, either one. One of, one us, of us is pissed. gonna have to bite the bullet. <laughs> One of us is going to have to bite the bullet and just talk about yeah. it. Yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, like we said, we'll make some mid-season predictions as the season goes on. But let's keep this thing rolling to our Heismans. We won't stay Ooh. too long on this. Let's lay, let's lay out some candidates, maybe one kind of wild card, and then give our winner. Um, I'll start this one off. I'll give, a, I'll give you my four candidates and then a, a little bit of a wild card, and then I'll give you my winner. I'm going to have my four candidates are, I think it's crazy if you don't include this guy, even though I don't have them in my top even seven. Um, even That's pretty wild to even say that he could be in this, but I think his talent 
It's just, I believe the best player should be in the Heisman race. So um, there's two guys in here that are the best players, and they are going to be in the Heisman race, in my opinion. So Caleb Williams, obvious one, could go back-to-back easily. Runner-up, you know, could have a back-to-back year, depending on the season. Yep. Uh, For me, Jaden Daniels at two here. We got another guy. Like we got another guy here that has an opportunity. Just if it's all up to how good he plays this season. Uh, for my third guy, I have Marvin Harrison Jr., the receiver from Ohio hey, State. Hey, I've already told everybody this, and I'm gonna say it right here. He's gonna be better than his dad. He's, he's gonna be so, so much better he's than his dad. So was. good, man. He's uh, he's already good. Like he's already good in college. Like yeah. just imagine the game. Like, just imagine the step he's gonna take in the NFL, bro. Imagine if he gets drafted by the team that his dad played for, uh, the Colts. <laughs> imagine Anthony Richardson and Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> Disgusting. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, I got him in the, at least making it to New York, and then I got. Michael Penix Jr. have to kind of put those two together. If they're making the playoffs, he's got to be a Heisman candidate, in my opinion. Yeah. And then my a little bit of a wild card here. I'm holding strong on this guy. I'm not even saying he's going to make New York, but I think he has an opportunity if he wins those big games. It's a, it's a term we've thrown around a lot in this pod, but Drew Aller, he's gotcha. so good. He's so talented. I looked it up. He's actually bigger than Josh Allen, technically. So, Yeah. That dude's a tank. Dude, Josh Allen's big, bro. How big can you get? Like, after that, it's just like, do you need to gain the weight? Like, yeah. I mean, you're homie, looking like Big Ben at homie, this point. Homie bro. might need to lean up, but uh, for me. You, you're looking like Big Ben right now. Look at, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it's uh, th- those are my team. Those are my players for the Heisman. I like them a lot. And then for my winner, I'm going Marvin Harrison Jr., baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As you should. It's a quarterback you know award, what? but I just got a feeling, man, if Ohio State's, like I said, the number one seed, I don't think it's going to be McCord. I think it's going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. coming out here putting up 2,000 yards receiving, baby. Dude, that's exactly what I said. I was driving on my way home, and I was like, I know the Heisman is a quarterback award, but there, if there's one person that could come in and steal that award, it's yep. Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. So that takes me to this. So – my four Heisman contenders, Caleb Williams at one, you know, has a chance to repeat and go back to back. I've never seen it happen. You've never seen it happen. It'd be cool to see it happen. It would be very cool. Um, number two, I don't really, I, I know I don't have him in my top six or seven, but at the end of the year, it could happen. Michael Penix Jr., as you said, I mean, I've always loved him. I've always liked him. I think transferring from Indiana once again, the best decision that he made, getting surrounded by some talent, yes. also takes him out of such a competitive conference and puts him in now another more competitive conference. But look at the weapons that he has now compared to what he had over at Indiana. He has more opportunities to compete now. Yep. So Michael Pinnock at two, uh, MHJ at three, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., going to take him right there. Um, as you said, 2,000 yards is the goal. I can see him having a total Devontae Smith year, like how Smitty had his Heisman campaign. I, I feel it. like he can have the same way. It depends on quarterback play mostly. Um, if Kyle McCord or whoever's throwing the ball to him, if they can make it right for him, then he has a total chance. Um, at number four, I'm going to have Travis Hunter. Oh, whoa. A lot of people. Oh. Travis Hunter right there, Florida State quarterback. You know, oh, No, um, Tra- he had some, that's not his name, he had is some it? Glimpses. That's not his name, what? right? It's Travis uh, 
Jordan Travis. Travis. Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis. <laughs> Jordan Travis. Yeah, that tra- Travis Hunter's the kid from dang uh, Colorado. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, Jordan Travis. Okay, so Jordan Travis. Yes. That's who I have. Florida State quarterback. That's who I have coming in. Um, he had some glimpses last year. He had some glimpses of having that potential to be a court, like to be that top ranked guy at the end of the year of college football. It's just, if you take some of those plays out, if you take some of the bad plays out, then he looks 10 times better than Caleb Williams could have, mm-hmm. or better than Bo Nix could have. Um, but I have Jordan, I have Travis right there or yeah, Jordan, my bad. And then at number five, it was a flip between Jalen Daniels and Bo Nix. Okay. It was a flip for sure. But I haven't even ran. Like, we have not talked about Oregon this entire time. LSU, on the other hand, has the quarterback. So my sneaky dark horse is Jalen Daniels. That's kind of like, crazy. Like, we think he's a dark horse, but for somehow, some way, he's, really- he's technically number two in odds. Are you serious? Yeah. Caleb at one, Jaden at two, Quinn at three, Michael Pennis at four, K Klubnik at Dude, five. That's the funny fact is that me neither one of us mentioned Quinn yours. Quinn or dang I mean you did you did you brought up Jordan Travis, so I mean it's it's tough, man. It's so it's tough. tough. But my winner is going to be the same one you said. I have Marvin Harrison Jr. winning the Heisman. I feel like he has the better odds to do it. But all of these quarterbacks have something to prove, not because to win the Heisman. They're all playing for a job. Mm. Like Marvin Harrison's playing for a job, but Marvin Harrison, in my opinion, has the easier way to get a job in the NFL. He's a lot. All these guys right here, from Caleb to Jalen, to they have to play. They, this is the resume. This year's the resume. This is what you have to put on there to get that draft stock up and get a job in the NFL. Mm. But Marvin Harrison, in my opinion, I feel like he's going to have probably one of the most monstrous wide receiver seasons I've ever seen. And I thought Devontae Smith's season was good. I feel like this dude's going to be 10 times better than any wide receiver I've seen play college football. And it has nothing to do with the name. It has nothing to do with the name at all. It's all it has skill. to do with what you see on the field. Yep. And what you see on the field is it's it's like it's like poetry, dude. It's like yep. art. We need to like, we need to put some money knows, down on him, man. Knows what to do. We need to put some money down on him. He's he's got two thousand to one odds to win it, which is wild, but it's dude, I'll like put we said, bucks on him. that's what we're saying. That's, we're making two thousand. Well, all these, all, all these people keep telling me to bet, and I was like, if I'm betting on one thing, it's college football. Yep. I'm not betting on anything else. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet on the Heisman. I'll bet on the Heisman, and I'll bet on the. I'll bet on, the Heisman. I'll bet on national championship odds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, but uh, Marvin uh, Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the guy that I think can win it all next year. I love it. I love it. We're in agreement on that one. I want to see it. It's gonna be kind of hard to believe it actually happens, but I just he if we're going off the best player in college football, he is the best player in my opinion in college football. The only guy you could ever even make a, a debate about besides him is uh, Caleb Williams. So Caleb Williams is about it, but everybody else has a legit shot. Yep, everybody else has a legit shot. But if you're looking at the two people that you think and know that can win it. It's those two guys. Yep. Who knows? Who knows? If Arizona plays out like everybody thinks they are, 
and gets the number one and number two pick, they could. You could see Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams on the same team next year. Yeah, did you see who they're starting week one, bro? Not Colt McCoy. It's not Colt McCoy. I think this is Josh Dobbs or um, a rookie or something. Dude. Uh, Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon from Houston. See, okay, so I know, I would love to see like, I know the I know the word of clearing house. I think Arizona's taking that too close to heart, dude. Oh my god, that 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 Philly coach said, "Oh god, this team's terrible. Let's just break." Oh, this dude, shit. I bet he looked at everything. Like he looked at that stuff on paper, and he was just like, "Ah, this is mid. This is, this mid. is straight mid." Ugh, I can't even imagine, bro. I can't. I even. mean, after losing D Hop, you didn't really have much. No, no, that's the truth, but. That'll do it for us for Heisman Talks. We have laid out our groundwork there. Like a, like we said with the predictions and the rankings, we'll probably do a midseason Heisman update as well. Let's get to some games, bro. Let's close this thing out with oh, some dude, game this, picks. This is what I've been expecting, dude. This is the fun stuff. This is fun. We'll have a good time with this, go through this kind of fun and quick, and lay out some who we think is going to win these games and maybe a quick little get score prediction. Descriptions on everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, we're going to start. Thursday night, we got a massive rematch from last year. It was an amazing three, game. This is the third time they played, right? Yeah, I think so. And this was last year. It was a really fun game. It was an upset, uh, definitely for me. I did not think Utah would lose this game, but is I didn't U- think Utah was going to lose that game last year. Anthony Richardson decided to be magical. Though. Exactly. Utah and- versus Florida was a magical game last year. It was fun. Richardson, he uh, he. He got himself some hype real quick in the season that kind of, kind of screwed Fell off, you know. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like a quarterback that throws fifty four percent? Like, who doesn't want that? Oh, right? Yeah. Who loves that? Who doesn't want someone that throws fifty four percent and throws a pick like once or twice a game? Like, I mean, you know. But that's besides the point. Besides the point. Besides they got the... Graham Mert. Hey, they got Graham Mertz now, dude. That's an upgrade, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah. Hmm. Ooh. Definition of mid. Mid. All right. Odds on this one are Utah is a six and a half point favorite. Over under is 45 and a half. So it looks like they are expecting a defensive battle between these two squads. I don't see that. Uh, I don't you don't see, see that. that? I think I see. I, I'm t- I told Nolan this today. I'll take the under. Yeah. I'll take the under. But I don't feel like it's going to be a defensive battle in the second half. Okay. First half. It's going to be figuring everything out, you know, figuring out the defense and everything. Mm-hmm. Florida's going to struggle on offense for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to struggle. But that second half, Utah's going to come out and light it on fire. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I think I think it's going to be kind of messy for both teams early on, but I think experience will set in for Utah pretty or, uh, earlier than Florida. And I think Florida – Florida's one of those teams where I just don't think they're going to put it together quickly this season. I think it's going to be – This Florida team is a whole different squad. Yeah, I think, like, I think it's have... going to be one of those things for me where it's like, you know, maybe they figure it out against Kentucky week five, you know. They kind of maybe That's just put the game together. I feel like they would. But, I mean, Kentucky also – Kentucky has a quarterback yeah, as well. Yeah, a kid from North Carolina State. So, it's like – it's one of those yeah. things that I just don't think they're going to put it together week one. I think they're going to be a little shaky. I think Utah is – they're going to want this one back. And Utah knows you win this game, you keep winning games, you're putting yourself in an opportunity to break the playoffs. championship exactly. and then- Possible playoff contention. Exactly. You are putting yourselves in opportunity. Pac-12 is a competitive 
competitive yes. division this year. Very competitive. So for me, like everybody's gonna everybody's gonna be fighting for that playoff spot in that division. Yes, exactly. They're all gonna be fighting for that one spot that's available if if you go undefeated. So for me, yeah. I, I think Utah has got something to play for here. I think they're gonna be a little bit more aggressive early on. I think that. And I think the skills is going to be a little outmatched. I think the the offense and defense for Utah is just going to be just a little bit better, man. And I think more, even my, maybe not even talent. I think the coaching is just going to be better. Not to say Nate, I don't like. I like Billy. Uh, not saying I don't like. I like Billy. Billy as well. I feel like Billy can turn it around. Yeah. But right now, I feel like Utah. Utah has an upper hand. Yeah. On their side of the ball with coaching and players as well. Do you have a score prediction for that game? Yeah, for me, I'm going 31 to let's go 31. No, actually, let's do 27-17 Utah. Okay. Okay. I got 41-21 Utah. Okay, so you got them smacking them in that second I half. I told you that second half, that second half they're going to come out on fire. I think Florida's offense is just going to struggle like you said. I don't know if they put I it together. Graham, I think Graham Mertz may struggle. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think, I think it may struggle a little bit. He didn't look good at he didn't look good at Wisconsin. No. Like that's, that, that's okay. definitely his offense. freshman year he looked good. His freshman yeah. year he balled out. That, 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 that last two years has just been absolutely dog crap. Dog dog water. Dog water. Um dog right. water. But yeah, that'll be our pick our pick game picks for that one. Let's move we on. Picked, we both picked Utah to win that game. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And then we both got them covering um with that win. Let's go to TCU, Colorado. This is a fun game. Obviously, odds are very against Colorado. They are twenty-one point underdogs in this game. I don't know how though. Like it's a big TCU uh, lost bad. so much. My bad. It's a twenty and a half now. My bad. My bad. And it's yeah. Just, but TCU still lost so much last year. They did. And like, they a, did hit in the transfer portal. That is one team that did hit in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. But so did Colorado. Like Colorado hit the transfer portal just because of the well, their head won. coach. They won the transfer they got, portal. They got prime time as yep. head coach. Who doesn't want to go play for prime time? <laughs> That's a really good question. But this over under is sixty four. Uh, it's just sixty four on the dot. So <clears throat> they have this one high scoring. TCU's got that track record over the past few years to be one of those explosive offenses. For me, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be offense more than defense on both sides, but. I don't think uh, TCU's offense is going to come out here and just just walk away well, with this one. Yeah, I don't think they're going to come in and be a cakewalk. I think Colorado. I mean, this is Colorado's first year under Deion Sanders, so there's going to be some there's going to be some scrapes and some bumps, especially on on both sides of the ball for sure. But if they can piece it all together, game by game, then that team has potential to be good. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking maybe. A seven and five record at the end of the year. That's but I mean, good. if they get this, if they can get this win under their belt, and Deion Sanders' first win at, at Colorado is against a national championship contending team from last season, that's going to look good on the resume for sure. Yep. So is that is that is that CD you're picking Colorado? Oh yeah, dude, I'm picking Colorado. For oh sure. yeah, All yeah, thirty one twenty eight. Thirty one twenty eight. I love it. I love it. Thirty one twenty eight. Uh, Shador Sanders goes for at least 200 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Okay. Those for those at least 65%. Okay. I like it. 
I like it. 31-28. I feel like that's reasonable. Now, I feel like that's yeah. a reasonable score. Hey, if they're going to win, it's I, I like the score prediction there. Personally, I think – I think TCU wins, but I think Colorado comes Understandable. in. I think Colorado shows up and puts some teams on notice. I think they come out and show a lot of grit, a lot of improvement. I mean, this team was terrible last like, decade. This team was, as we said, dog water. So bad, Absolute man. dog water last season. They were so bad. They've been so bad. It's so hard to turn around a program that fast. And if there's Just one thing, Jerry Rice's kid played for that team his freshman year, and then yeah. he transferred to SC. Yeah, and it's just one of those things for me. It's if It takes long, long to improve a program like that. If there's one guy that could improve it in one offseason, it would be Dion. it feels like. But – I think they come out play with a lot of grit, prove that they have a squad now that can compete with legitimate teams. Yeah. I think they cover. I don't think they win. I'm going to go 38 for TCU, mm. 23 Colorado. Okay. I like that. I like that one. I think they show, uh, show some grit, show some fight. I think the offense looks pretty good, but um, I just don't know if that defense is going to be ready. I could say the same thing for TCU's defense, dude. Different. I don't know if TCU's ready. The only thing I know, Sony Mitchell can do good. Yeah, Sony Mitchell is a head coach. He he's been he's been to the highest state so far, so he knows what it takes to get there. Yeah, and I that's one thing that's on that's one thing that favors him right now is like he's been to that highest stage. Yep, and he yeah, and he's a hell of a coach. He learned from a great guy before him, too. dude. I love Sony. Like I love Sony. Sony is such a good coach for that team. Mm-hmm. Like last year, did. Uh, Man, if they would have came in and just at least competed against Georgia, it would have been a fun game. I wish. I wish they would have made it at least fun. But um, that's our predictions. All right. You got yours, 31-28. I got 38-23. Let's go gotcha. to the next game. This one, odds are a little odd for me on this one. I was uh, a little shocked how close the uh, the the line was. We got Tulane versus South Alabama. The Tulane yep. is only a six and a half point favorite, so touchdown, yep. touchdown game. That's I think disrespectful. it's honestly real disrespectful. And then fifty-two over under. CDM, what are you thinking on this one? Listen, after last year, man, how surprising Tulane was to everybody, and then they go into the Cotton Bowl and beat. Caleb Williams and USC, like I'm taking Tulane, and I'm yeah. not taking about six points. Mm. I'm not taking by at least double digits. Yep. No disrespect to South Alabama, but Tulane, Tulane's been there before. Tulane's been to a higher stage than most teams in their conference are used to. Their team, the teams in their conference are used to making subpar bowl games. Yep. But not a New Year's Six bowl game. Tulane did that against good competition. And I'm talking about grit, dude. At the end of the game, that final drive from Tulane was probably the most beautiful thing, like most beautiful drive I've seen out out of everything last year. It was so it's so gorgeous. And to, for them to go in and beat a Power Five team, why are they only a six point, like a six point difference against South Alabama? Doesn't make sense. Nah, nah. I'm taking Tulane. I'm taking Tulane, and I'm gonna give them. Let's see. A decent score against South Alabama. Are they in the same division as no. Tulane? Tulane no? is American. South is Sunbelt, like Southern Miss. Oh, dude, no, no. Tulane by like three. I'm going to take them. 
I actually I'm gonna take a shout out right here. I'm taking thirty five to nothing. Oh wow. I love I'm it. A shout out. I love it. I love it. This you gotta have a shutout. You gotta have a shutout once a week. You gotta have a shutout at least once. And I think Tulane's gonna be that team to do it. I like it. I like it. South did play really good late, late last season. So I, and I, I mean, I've watched them a lot. Sun Belt with Southern Miss. I got to cover Southern Miss last year. Well, Tulane only lost two games last year. No, I'm just saying though. South is just trying to at least give them a little respect before I absolutely yeah. crap on them here. But Dog. at the end of the day. It's like, dude, I know Tulane lost some big players and Ty J Spears and, and some talent and some important spots, but come on, man. It's like six and a half is crazy, bro. Six and a half is a little disrespectful for Tulane. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the games, the only two games they lost were Southern, Southern <laughs> that's crazy, Southern that's crazy. And, um, and UCF, and they should have won the UCF game. So it's like, they really lost that game? Yeah, I remember. I remember them losing that game. Was that the one-handed snag in the end zone? Mm, I, th- I can't remember. No, no, no. That was, that was another game. That was another game. But it was a hell of a game. But it, it's one of those things where Tulane, if they were going to go undefeated, it was last year. I'm not saying they're going to be as good as last year. But it's it's at home. You know, I, I just I just don't see South pulling off the upset here. I think at home, yeah. And they're still a six point favorite. It's yeah. I mean, USPNU. No I'm, I'm gonna be watching this one. Uh, I'm gonna keep a close eye on that game. Yeah, I mean that's kind of crazy. So, but for me, uh, score prediction wise, I'm gonna go 34 to. T- 34 to 20. 34 to 20. I, I was going to say 17, but I'm going to go 34 20. I thought you were going to say at least 21. I was like, that's not bad. I mean, yeah. that's a two possession game. It's a, like, I got I mean, two possessions, man. Tulane. So here, answer me this question and we'll move on. If Tulane goes undefeated, beats their opponents by a close, by a big margin. Do they have any big teams on their schedule this year, like any Power 5 teams? Yes, they do, Carson. I'm so glad you brought that up because they have one massive game week two against Ole Miss. They almost beat Ole Miss. Mm. That's their biggest game of the season. They play Southern again. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. So I'm off that day from work, okay? It's It's at Ole Miss, right? Nope, at Tulane. That's, oh my God, I'm that's even better. Tulane. That's even better drive. <laughs> New Orleans, Dude, I bro. Legit go to Tulane and watch that game. That, that sounds like a fun dope. game to go and watch. Oh my gosh, yes, bro. You know the Ole Miss fans are going to show up. So like, but now answer me this question: If Tulane goes undefeated, beats Ole Miss, and wins the division, do you give them that? Do you give them that fourth rank spot? They would have to have some help. They would have to have Alabama or LSU have two losses. They would have to like they, they couldn't be a double up in conferences. They would have to only be one SEC team, one Big Ten team, and you would honestly want the Pac-12 to not be available to well, make I mean, it. No, 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 no. Cincinnati did it. Cincinnati did it, and Georgia and Bama were both in that playoff run. I guess so. So yeah, if you if only if there's one conference that could double up, it would have to only be SEC. And you wouldn't, you can't have Pac-12 have a, a, any chance making it. Big 12 yeah, can't be in it. Every team in the Pac-12 would have to be a two-loss team. And ACC. So you would have to have a lot of help for Tulane to make it. But, I mean, it's yeah. not impossible. The biggest thing they got going for them is 
they proved that they can beat those big teams last year when beating USC. You know, you know, yeah. you never, you're not supposed to look at the past like that. Past seasons is a different team. Whole but I mean, if squad, you look but, at it to give yourself a bigger move into the season, then that's another reason to look back at it. And that, like, I, if that's what you're, we're getting at at your point. I mean, mm-hmm. you look back at that win, you're just like, okay. We can do this. We can compete with the best of the best. Yeah, and it's more for the rank. It's more for the committee saying, okay, yeah, we're not supposed to look at this, but they proved they can win those games. They can. They exactly. proved they can beat the best teams in the conference in the country. So, uh, and you know, I don't think they'll look at it, but I think I think you know quietly if they were undefeated in this situation, I think they'd be like, they proved it last year. They proved us wrong last yeah. year. Let's not let's not get this wrong. So, but that's a big what if, but. Yep, I'm going Tulane in this one. You're going Tulane in this one. Let's go to this next one. This next one is a tough pick for me. Tough Let me guess, pick. Is, it, is it North Carolina and South Carolina? North Carolina, South Carolina game. That's a, that's a game, dude. That is, that, game. is, that also has game of the year written all over. That's true. That's true. This game is tough to pick, bro. Battle of the Carolinas. North Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. So, field goal game, they got this one. And then 64-and-a-half, we got offense everywhere, baby. <laughs> Good Lord, dude. Offensive powerhouses this week. The biggest thing for me, and it's hard to to fully gauge off of last season, just like I just said, don't want to contradict myself, but South Carolina was elevating late last year, even though they lost their last game against Notre Dame, while North Carolina was decelerating. Yes, they were declining last year, late last year. So it's like one of those things I got to gauge, you know, and I know this quarterback battle is ridiculous. I love the quarterback battle in this game. Spencer Rattler versus Drake May. I mean, it's two experienced quarterbacks going toe-to-toe. And finally, it's both of these teams have a legit chance to make this a good game. Yep. Because, I mean, when Sam Howell was there at North Carolina and they played South Carolina, South Carolina didn't have a, quarter, a quarterback. Like, they had – who they had? They had high, they had some dude by the name of Heineke last year. Not even Heineke. I can't remember his name. Um, and then, um, I forgot his name too. He transferred to Northwestern. Yeah. His name. And then, um, now they have Spencer Rattler, a dude who knows how to play ball. He may not be the most polished quarterback, but he knows how to play ball. Good. And Drake may probably the second best quarterback in this year's class Mm. coming in, but he has lost a lot of weapons. I don't know any of the weapons for South Carolina. I'll be completely honest with you. All I know is that they have a solid defense. They got a hell of a tight end, too. But North Carolina losing Josh Downs last year, or this year, you know, that was their wide receiver one. Drake May is going to have to make some things work. You know, North Carolina is going to have to make that offense revolve around him. One thing I like about South uh, North Carolina is that they also have a really good run game. They always have a solid running back one to just get like a 20-yard carry, bulldoze over, and just get into the end zone. But South Carolina, in my opinion, I don't want to say Spencer is the most polished, but he has been to big stages before. He has been to a Big 12 championship. He's been to a college football playoff. Um, He's had to play – he's beat Oklahoma – he's beat Texas – in their rivalry in the Big 12. Spencer Rattler can be he can be a good quarterback. 
He just needs to clean up the mistakes he makes. And it's like boneheaded mistakes. It's like forcing a ball into triple coverage or, you know, holding the ball for too long or running it when you don't need to run it and taking unneeded sacks mm. that put your team that puts your team in terrible situations. Yep. And that's I can say the same thing about Drake May. Drake May is a young quarterback, but he also has the mindset. His mind, I feel like his development throughout plays is insane. Like wow. he has the mind and the ability to get the ball out and know where to put the ball. But he needs to clean up his turnovers as well. He has he had a little bit of tur- he had a turnover problem close to the end of the season last year, and that's what kind of that's one of the reasons they kind of fell off last year. Spencer Rattler cleaned his up. Spencer Rattler had that game against Tennessee that I kind of just remembered made everybody remember like, hey. Spencer Rattler can dog. still play ball. Yeah. Yeah. But for this game, um, you know, I'm going to take the SEC. I'm going to take South Carolina, but it's going to be a three-point game. I'm going to say – I'm going to keep this a short one, and I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to say it's going to be a 17-14 to 14 game. Oh, defense, huh? Defense, you think North dude. Carolina has a defense? Okay. Okay. No, I mean, South Carolina has a better defense. Yeah. Um, but if North Car- but I mean, if North Carolina's defense can work it out, then they are going to be the they're one of the favorites in the ACC besides Florida State and Clemson. Yeah. The top 3, the top 3 in the ACC is North Carolina, Clemson and Florida State. That's in no order either. Yeah. Like that's just pure facts. Those are the top 3 teams. The only two teams that have a defense are Clemson and Florida State. But Clemson, ultimately, in my opinion, has the best defense in the ACC still. Yes. Um, I'm with you uh, with your pick. I think my biggest thing. Oh, you're picking South Cal too? I'm picking South Carolina. I'm picking them. I, I, my wow, biggest I thought thing, you were going to go with North Carolina. I'm not going to lie to you. I, my biggest thing is uh, it's hard not to pick North Carolina, first of all, but. It's very hard. My biggest thing that I want to see in the development of um, Spencer Rattler is, and I know it's a super small sample size from what we saw this weekend, but I want to see what I saw when it comes to the improvements we saw from Caleb Williams. The not tucking it running too quickly. The not not running around and taking a sack. Not throwing it into triple coverage when you – think a guy's open you know just uh, someone's down there you know even though he kind of did that this weekend but it worked out don't throw up a prayer ball dude like really really read the defense and look at it you know what you mean by that and like he his his comparison has been unfair his entire career it's been patrick mahomes his entire career and that is most unfair comparison you could put on a person you it's like caleb yeah he lives up to it to a certain degree but he's caleb is not patty Caleb has that it factor that Patty has, but he doesn't play like Patty. The closest yeah. player that plays like him would be a Spencer Rattler because, and like, as you said, Spencer Rattler has been compared to him ever since high school. Yes. He has been compared to the plays he makes, like Patrick Mahomes makes. Yes, you can't live up like those are. That's a high standard to live up to. It's, it's don't almost live like, impossible. Don't, don't live up to that standard. Mm-mm. Don't live up to the other standard that people give you. Play to the standard that you can play at yep. and just go above and beyond the standard you set for yourself. And that's what Spencer Rattler needs to figure out. Yep. Like, hey, I'm not Patrick Mahomes. I'm not Joe Montana. I'm not, you know, Anthony Richardson. I'm Spencer Rattler. Yep. I play ball like how I want to play ball. And that, I mean, he's 
he's good, dude. He has potential to be so good. It's just can he minimize those mistakes? Yes. And bring forward that progress to be that player that he was like hyped up to be. Don't be Patrick Mahomes. Be yourself and do what you can. Yep. You hit it on the nail for me, man. It's minimizing the mistakes, minimizing the risks. Even though those risks are the plays where Spencer is Spencer, you don't want to hold him back too much. You don't want to have too long, uh, too short of a leash. You want him to still make those big plays, those plays yeah. that make everyone go, oh, my God, this guy's ridiculous. But you have to – it's like Patty. It's kill them kill them with the short game. Kill them with the short game. Kill them with the short game. Boom. Yeah. Wide let, open let shot. Let the receivers do the yeah, – yeah, dump the ball off. Run out, get the, get the yak, dude. Run after catch, get yes. that. And then when they least expect it, kill them over the top. Yes. Drop exactly. a bomb in the basket. Yep. Or just hit them with a run game, dude. Mm. South Carolina has not had a bad run game these past few seasons. No. Honestly. And that's they have the had thing. Some bulldozers is, at running back. Yeah. And that's the thing is for him, he when he comes to the comparison to Patty, I think he's a better athlete than Patty. He's got a little bit more juice in the legs than Patty, in my opinion. My opinion, Patty. His biggest, his Patty best, had to stop doing that though. Yeah, definitely. Patty's biggest, his best ability when it comes to his athleticism is in the pocket, maneuvering the pocket, getting out of the pocket, extending plays. But when he's not exactly extending the play, he's not running options though. You can run an option with Spencer Rattler and stuff, even though I don't think they should. He's got, I don't think, yeah, he's fast no. enough to do that. So for me, I think he's a better athlete when it comes to that regard. So in my opinion, just let Spencer be Spencer, but. Don't yeah. don't do the just hold back on the mistakes, Spencer. And you could I don't like their you head could coach. be a legitimate their head coach. Husband. Has seen it all. Yeah, same. like their head coach has played against Alabama. The mayonnaise man, the mayonnaise man. Dude, that's that's so nasty, dude. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> some disgusting stuff. Carson, dude. I bet if you're you poured, envying that. If you poured mayonnaise on me, it's on site. <laughs> it's on site. It's on site, dude. I'm putting pads on myself and running you over. But I think we both agree, you know, South Carolina brings it home. What's your score prediction on that? Yeah, I got 17-14. This, this one's tough for me. I do think it's going to be a bit bit of more of a higher scoring game. It cannot be a shootout because if South Carolina tries to shoot out with this team, they will not win. So I think South Carolina's defense shows up in the second half. I think the first half is going to be fireworks. Um, so I'm going to say 34, well, no, 38 to 38, 34 South Carolina. So they, uh, the over on that one and they cover. That's what I'm thinking. All right. South Carolina. We have agreed on all picks except the TCU Colorado game. Let's get to this next one. This one's got a little bit of... Mm, a little bit of oomph to it. I don't think it's going to be a um, a game where we see an upset, but it's got potential. It's got potential. We're looking at the Clemson versus Duke Blue Devils game. Dude, that, that low-key is a sneaky, sneaky game it, to watch. It's a sneaky game, man. Like I, There's something in the air with this, this, this game, but for me, when you look at it, you know, yeah, Duke had a better last five games last year, but um, K. K- Klubnik is is no joke in my opinion. Clemson is a thirteen point favorite, fifty five and a half over under. I'm gonna kind of get to the point on this one. I think if Clemson loses this game, 
what in the hell is going on out there? Um, uh, what the hell is Dabo doing over there, dude? Like, what's going on? If you lose that first game to Duke, a divisional rival, no. you may want to start rethinking stuff. Yeah, if you lose that right. game, you got some problems on your hands. So you got to start. You got to start rethinking the whole season. Yeah, it, for me, this one is more about if they cover that thirteen point spread. I think they do. That's actually a really. That's actually a really really like close number between those two teams it is like usually usually if it's clemson versus duke it's like 21 yeah 25 i think 13. people respect duke i think people understand they got a good good talent good, good new coach that quarterback is no joke and it says quarterback ran that quarterback can run dude he can I think he had like i think he had like 31 touchdowns to eight interceptions last year too Let's see. Let's see this guy. Maybe. I could be wrong on that. He had a good amount of touchdowns last year. He was good last year, man. He um, ran, though. I think he had, like, over 500 yards rushing. Man, if you're counting touchdowns, rushing, and passing, 33 touchdowns and six interceptions. That's that, – dude, oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that's better than what Daniel Jones was at, dude. 13 rushing touchdowns, 20 passing and 700 rushing yards to almost 3,000 passing yards. I mean, the kid's a 13 dog. 13 rushing touchdowns last year? What's his, what's his brother's name? Um, Let's see. Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard. Fairhope, Alabama, baby. Wow. <laughs> wow. The dude's That's a dog, a name to man. watch out for, for real, though. Like, he had a 74-yard run last year. year. Yep. Oh, Okay. I'll give you my prediction. Go ahead. So, I looked at Don't his stats it. last year, and it kind of shocked me that I saw that, and it was insane because he did ball out. Clemson, on the other hand, it's hard to choose against Clemson. I want to take Duke. I want to take that underdog, but I've already taken Colorado today. <laughs> um, enough, enough picks, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna take Clemson. I'm gonna take Clemson just because they have Dabo there. Cade is coming back for uh, a whole a whole season starter now. Um, they have they have depth in their they have depth on their depth chart for sure at wide receiver. Um, uh, what's his name at running back? Um, Shipley. 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 Will yeah. Shipley. Yeah. Shipley. Yeah. He's gonna be good next year. He reminds me of like a Christian McCaffrey, or I would say yeah, Christian McCaffrey type deal, but mm-hmm. more of a downhill runner downhill. than yeah. out in the pass game. But I'm going to take Clemson. I'm going to take the under. I don't think they cover the 13 points. I think it's a seven point game, and okay. I'm going to take it to be a 27. I'm going to take it to be a 24 17 game. I like it. I think you're kind of in the ballpark for B two. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I think Clemson's defense finally shows up for the first I time. I think Clemson's America. defense wakes up for sure. I, I think, think it's been dormant these past couple of years. They haven't really had much explosion than we're used to seeing. Yeah, they had Brian Bersese and Miles Murphy. Mm-hmm. But really though, when was like when have you seen these past few years, when has Clemson's defense really just opened your eyes, like popped out, like wow, they're super good. They're top five, top three. Like when is that? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I feel like their defense does wake up this year for sure and shows like, hey, we're still here. But later on in the year, there could be some, you know, some some turns down the road where they, you know, kind of fall off. Yep. Uh, I'm with you. It's in my opinion, it's just I like Duke's offense. I think it's going to be I think it might be a situation where Duke starts hot and Clemson adjusts. So 
I'm going to say, um, I'm going to make my prediction on this one is going to be a 24 to 10 win for the Clemson Tigers. I think they cover that 13 point spread. Um, that's okay. a tough spread to pick against though. I mean, I, I like your, I like your seven point it's, game. It's tough. Like, I mean, it's really tough to pick against Clemson. Like I'm giving him some grace. Like I could have, I could have said a three point game, but seven points compared to 13 points, I feel like is a little better. 13 just tough. because that's tough. I mean, Duke, Duke has, Duke has a little squad. They got a squad, a little man. squad coming. Like, I mean, they won their bowl game last year. They've been they've been around in the ACC, but they're not like I don't. I'm not going to call them a contender. They're not contending. No, but I mean, like last year, their stats were kind of ridiculous on offense. So it's like yeah, kind of they're good, dude. They were at least I think they were about maybe top 15 in offense last year. Yeah, 32, uh, 33 points per game. That's pretty damn good, man. So that's not bad. Plus, that's... if your quarterback's got 13 rushing touchdowns, bro. Mm. Oh my god. Mm. Exactly. I mean, compared to Clemson's team points per game, it was. I'm guessing like 24. It was actually it was actually 33 as well. So I mean, comparing oh, okay. last year, uh, offensively they were pretty similar. So, um, but, well, often I think last year offensively it kind of took a hit because you didn't know who was going to be exactly. your quarterback. Exactly. Because you were going between DJ and Cade, and then you finally made the decision to start Cade. Mm. And I think you know. Uh, what if Duke does win this game? What if Duke does win this game and wins in impressive fashion? Where do you put Duke at? Where do you rank them at? If they win that game, they're definitely a top 20 team. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the ACC. Where do you rank them? Like, if they beat Clemson, if Clemson loses that game week Sheesh. one, you can throw, I'm telling you, if Clemson loses that game week one, you can go ahead and throw the playoffs out the window. It's not happening. Oh, God, no. It's over after like, that. No, because if they lose that game and then they lose to a Florida State or Notre Dame or North Carolina, like, no matter what, if you lose this first game against Duke, go ahead and throw it out the window. It's not happening. 100% agree on that because, man, that's so – oh, man. It's... Honestly, I would look at it as Clemson's downfall. If they lose that game against Clemson, I mean, Duke, it's like that's – that's rock bottom. If you look at it, like, I mean, that's Clemson's downfall right there, dude. Like, in my opinion, Clemson will not come back from that loss at all. Mm, that's tough. Mm, mm. If they lost that that's game, tough. bro. <laughs> that would be, oh, man, that would that would hurt. That would hurt a lot of people. It would right. make the ACC a lot more competitive, though. Yeah, it would be. It would like be. the ACC would totally be up in the air. I think every conference right now is a, like you can take Notre like yes, USC won their game, but every conference is up in the air right now. Yeah, it's every conference is. is up in the air. I'm not gonna say Georgia. I'm not gonna say Ohio State or Michigan. It's up in the air right now. It's anybody's division to win. Yeah, and speaking of another ACC team that has a chance to win, we got Florida State. Versus LSU as Dude, our the last game, game of the week and possibly game of the year. It's so good. Two and a half point favorites are the LSU Tigers in this one in a 58 point over under. Ooh. Man, it's tough because Florida State finished that season last year on fire on offense. Dude. Strong, like very, very strong. LSU lost a tough, a weird game, but. It, that A&M team started to put something together late, so 
Uh, they lost that weird game. Hey, beat Purdue. Hey, 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 that ball game, you'll smack Purdue. So. Yeah. Yeah, but Georgia, 50-3 to win over LSU. You know, the defense started to kind of show some flaws late last year. That's something that LSU knows. 50 to 3. 50 to 3. To, uh, that was to get Georgia, yeah. 50 to 30. Wait, 50 y'all only 30. scored three points in the SEC championship? No, 30, 30. It was 30. Oh, dude, I thought you said I thought you said three, and I was like, good lord, there's no way. <laughs> I may have, honestly. Watch the game. 50 to, 50 to 30. We put up a better fight than TCU, at least. Um, oh, dude, yeah, at least y'all scored. <laughs> at least we scored. It at was least fun you scored for like before a they put the twos and threes in. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun for like two quarters, and then they just started cooking. It got competitive for two quarters, and then, yeah, they just they decided we to couldn't stop them, man. But uh, let's get into this one Florida State LSU in Colorado. Sunday night football. No, Nathan, it's in Orlando. What did I say? You said Colorado. Did I say Colorado? You said Colorado. I'm tired, I'm tired man. No. Orlando, Sunday night football. It is on Sunday. I know that. Sunday night football before we get Sunday night football. Dang right. So, what a game we get here. Week one, kind of get us ready for this rest of the season, has massive implications. We've talked about it. We don't have to highlight it Playoff anymore. implications for sure. Yes. Who was, knows? Who knows? Who knows, dude? This could be – whoever loses this game, they could see him in the national championship or in the playoffs. You never know, man. Like, you never there know. There could be a round two for this game for sure. You never freaking know. What a chance for Florida State to kind of earn – Earn the respect of everybody in this game. And LSU. Big dog status again, dude. I'm talking about big dog status. And if LSU wins, they set themselves up for what, like we've talked about, a a legitimate, a legitimate chance to, you know, make the playoffs and have a chance to win it all once again. So bring back that dynasty that y'all had. Exactly. But also, also, I mean, Florida State as well. Florida State could also bring back the dynasty that left them long ago. Long, long, long ago. But I wouldn't say long, long ago. Super, super long ago. They are not good. <laughs> They're not good. They weren't. They weren't good for a while. They, they weren't good for a while. It was those Willie Taggart years were pretty tough. But now they are obviously very, very, very impressive. Um, actually, I may have just hang on, hang on. What's the uh, what's the spread on that spread? Um, yeah, Mike Norvell's their coach, man. That that dude's a dog. But um, yeah, he's good. The spread is two and a half LSU over under fifty eight. By the way, sorry. Um, so it's uh, it's a field goal game. They gave it to LSU. I'm actually surprised they they gave that being in Florida. But man, let's get into it. We've highlighted it enough. We everyone knows the implications that this game has on it. So. CDM, you start us off with this one. What are you thinking in this game? It's going to be a game, dude. It's going to be – I don't think it's going to – I think it's going to be an offensive powerhouse for sure. Defenses are going to wake up around the second half because then they're going to start figuring out, you know, go in the locker room, watch the tape, figure out what offenses are doing. Um, first half is going to be offense. Second half is going to be where the grit starts coming in, where you're pushing to get points on the board. And hopefully it doesn't come down to a field goal game. You know, last year, yeah, that's not a shot towards you. It's <laughs> not a shot. Please no. But Please no. <laughs> I can't do that again. If it comes down to that again, I'm you better play. It. I'm going to lose it. No, but I think it's going to be a good game. As we said before, playoff, playoff predictions are in the air. 
Um, I believe that whoever wins or loses this game, they can meet again in the playoffs. Mm. I think I think Florida State and LSU both make it. Depending on where they're ranked, they could meet in the playoffs to go to a national championship, or they could. We could get an early preview of a national championship in week one. It just depends. Um, Maybe Florida State right now, in my opinion, has better assets around Jordan Travis wide receiver wise and running backs. Um, Jaden LSU just has a team. They have, they have a brotherhood right there. They have a squad that's been there for two years now. Mm. Um, And I feel like Jaden, Jalen Daniels has the upper hand. Mm. I feel like Jalen Daniels has the most experience, has more play rec, has the better play calling experience in game like that, especially with a big game at this moment. I mean, we've seen Jordan play in some big games, but we've also seen him like kind of crumble during the big moments. Mm-hmm. Jalen Daniels last year, we saw him overcome some of those big moments. Uh, taking the Bama game, for example. I mean, what a game last year. I mean, you know, I was upset that we lost, but, but I saw the way that we lost. And LSU came out and wanted it a lot more. Mm. So. I'm going to take LSU this week. I'm going to take LSU in this game. It takes a lot for me not to take Florida State because I am really high on them this year. Me too. <laughs> but, I mean, it's hard not to. Like, yeah. I mean, it's really hard not to be. But for LSU, I've seen what they can do. You know, I've seen them. They beat my team last year. Uh, I'm going to take LSU. I'm going to make it. I'm going to think, I think they, I'm going to take the over. I don't think it's more than a 14 point game. If it is, I think it's going to be. At least, mm, man, you said the total is like 58? 58. Oh, man, dude, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot right that there. That's so a high score. Man. Be, oh, man. Oh, you know what? We're going to take this. I'm going to say it is 42 to 37. 42 37. I like it. I like 42, it. 37. Okay. I think that I think that's what's going to be it. Um, but you know, best of wishes to all the teams that you know play week one. Wish nothing but good health to everybody. Mm. But the prediction for LSU, I think that this is going to be the game that LSU is going to need to project them to be like, hey, we're coming for that spot next year. Yeah. We're not going to go for five. We're not going for ten and two in an SEC championship. We're going for. We're going for a playoff prediction this year. We're going for a playoff spot. Yeah, uh, I, I liked everything you said, my man. It's 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 one of those things for me in this game. Uh, I agree that they might they have the better skill player when it comes to a running back. I mean, this dude Benson is a, an absolute ma- monster, man. He might he's, a dog, dude, he's one of those you. guys that we talked about last week, best running back of the league in the country. He has an opportunity to put himself at the top of that list and maybe the top. Deion Coleman top. is another guy to watch out for. Once again, Michigan State yes. transferred to Florida State. Um, they also they have a sneaky wide receiver room, dude. They have a wide receiver who's like six five. Yeah, it's, and um, it's just a jump ball machine. Yeah, it's this guy right here. Yeah, six seven, Johnny Wilson. Yes, dude, six seven, dude. Throw him up the ball. Throw the ball up to him, but he gets it. That is crazy big, bro. He's gonna have to change the tight end in the league in NFL. Um, but yeah, um, six seven and a wide receiver. But he was their number one receiver last year. Five tuds, nine hundred receiving yards. They spread the love. Jordan Travis, we know what he can do with his arm and feet. 
And for me, it comes down to the quarterback battle, the coaching battle, and which defense makes just enough plays, man. I'm not even talking stops, man. I'm talking interceptions, fumble recoveries, to tip balls, just who makes yeah. – who's going to mess up more? Who's going to cause the more mistakes? Gonna, yeah, which defense is going to create more disruption? Exactly. Because like, you, like, you, like, if, if a team is on fire, mm-hmm. you got to find a way to disrupt their rhythm. Because if they're in a rhythm – there's no way you're going to be able to get out of it. You got to disrupt that. Yeah. And it's one of those things, man. It's, I don't think either one of these quarterbacks is going to be like, I don't think they're just going to make a mistake in this game. I just think they're going to be locked in. I just don't think a guy's just going to throw it into triple coverage and it's an interception or he just fumbles the ball out of nowhere. I just think these guys are going to be fully prepared to kind of carry their teams in a certain way. And I just think, which which team is going to have the strip sack in the fourth quarter? Which team is going to have the tip ball into a safety's hands? You know, which team is going to fumble the ball on a kickoff and it's returned for a touchdown the other way? Who who has a kickoff return? You know, it's the I think it's going to be those plays that change the game. I think these offenses are going to, I think they're going to just match. I think they're going to match each other. I think these defenses might match they each have- other. There's big implications of that happening for sure, but I agree with one. I agree with the coaching battle. The yes. coaching battle is the big thing, and I think that Brian Kelly is going to be. He's going to be one. St- I feel like he's just going to be one step ahead. At one point during the game, he's going to figure it out and have that one step ahead of Mike. Yeah, and it's just going to be. That's just that's what's going to disrupt the whole game. It doesn't yeah. have to be the players, dude. It only like it does not have to be the players to make the game changing plays. It's the coaching. Yep. Coaching can make the best game decision making plays, and it's all because of the player. It's like the players do it, but it's all because of the coach. You yes. gotta give the coach the the support and I would say what's it called? Um credibility. Credibility. Yeah. You gotta give them the credit. And Brian Kelly right now, he's been to the highest stages. He's one of the most winningest coaches in college. No disrespect to Mike, but yeah. you're kind of it's kind of like David and Goliath right now. Mm-hmm. David and Goliath. Brian Kelly being Goliath, Mike being David. If if he can kick his butt and take him down, then they have a big chance of winning that game. But yeah. right now, Brian Kelly has the advantage of being around this more and you know having a full year in the SEC now. You understand what comes with it. You understand Mm -hmm. the responsibility, the accountability, the determination to get into a situation to play for a national championship. And they had a chance last year, Mm -hmm. but ultimately, you know, came on, came short against Georgia, but if they beat Georgia, then they totally have a chance. I mean, yeah, you you hit it on the the nail once again, man. It's just, it comes down when it did specifically the coaching is like, experience, credibility, accountability, which one of these coaches proves that they're, they got their team most ready. Like Mike, Mike doesn't have the experience over Brian Kelly credit, you know, none. He honestly has nothing against Brian Kelly. When it comes to an entire career, Mike's just so young. He hasn't been able to prove himself. He's got a young squad around him too. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, there's so much that comes into it 
with big games like this. Mm. And another thing is, you know, which player is going to surprise you the most and make the most unexpected plays? Yeah. As you said, kick returns, pump returns, fumbles, interceptions, that's a team effort. But which player is going to come out and show you, hey, this is my game right now. I'm taking over. Yeah. And I think that player, I think that player is going to be Jalen Daniels. I feel like yeah. he's going to show up. And that's for LSU. For Florida State, it's Jordan. It's a quarterback battle. You think it's a total yeah. quarterback battle. Yeah, I think I think the kid that could make if it's not the quarterbacks, a kid that's gonna make a difference, like I said, I think Benson Perkins. is gonna be a problem for LSU on the ground. And then I think Malik Neighbors might have a massive day in this one too. Um, the, uh, running back by committee with LSU, they don't have a one guy, even though John Emery's been rumored to be this guy. He hasn't really taking the reins over the last few years. Last year was his best year in college. He's been there for a minute, right? Yeah, I think he's a senior now. So, um, (laughs) I mean, it's – yeah, senior. I mean, he he was supposed to be a star, and he kind of – injuries, academic situations, I think. So, he's not been able to take that role. And, and like, last year leading rusher for LSU was Jaden. So, you know, last year leading rusher for Florida State was Benson. So, it's one of these things – Sad that your quarterback's the leading rusher, but it's kind of sad if your quarterback is the leading rusher. It's, As I it said is, before, dude, not, you gotta have you gotta have a run game. You do, but he did have nine hundred rushing yards, so it's not like he was. Oh, dude, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's like like whew, that's good for Jay. That's good for him because that's boosting it up. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people are saying that he needs to make a transition to wide receiver, and you know who got told that a lot. Mm. Was Lamar Jackson? Yeah, no. Lamar Jackson got told before he even went to the NFL, "Hey, you should try working out at wide receiver. Hey, at the combine, try and skip out on some of these drills. Go be, go try these wide receiver drills. Look at what turned out to him. He's an MVP. He's a former MVP. Yeah. Don't try and trade. Don't try and make these guys something that they're not. Exactly. Keep them at the same position, dude. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. There's other opportunities for other teams that will give you a chance at that position. Yeah. Don't trade your position to fit somebody else's needs. 100%. 100%. And I, I completely agree when you say it's a quarterback battle. This one is going to be so fun when it comes to my school prediction. I am going to say 38 to – 35 LSU. Ooh, I like that one. I Game like winning one. field goal. So we're kind of in the ballpark. I have a seven point. You have three point. I mean, it's going to be a game. Yeah. It's going to be a complete. It's going to be a game. It's going to be fun to watch, especially it's the week before Sunday night football. So we get back to back weeks with Sunday night football. So it's amazing. Love it, brother. God, not be, you know, thank you, big man. It's here, baby. Football's here. Finally, it's here, it's here man. Let's Football's go. here. I hope everybody out there is excited as much as we are because yes. I can't wait to continue to pump out content for everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that'll do it for us on this episode wrap two. It up. Episode two, baby. I mean, it couldn't have gotten any better. I think we hit on every point. Yeah, we did. We actually stayed longer than last time. Look at that go. <laughs> nah. Shocker. <laughs> we love to, we just love talking college football, baby. But like hey, we it's said, such man, a, it's it's so nice to get into because I mean we don't talk as much during the week, so we it's all bundled up until we get on the pod. Then exactly. we have to like let it like even before the pod we talk about it. Exactly, man. Exactly. So appreciate it, CDM, as always. Man, brother, always, always a pleasure, you know. 
you know, can't wait to be posting out content. You know, I'm going to start trying to do blogs, going to games. Yes. So, you know, watch out for that for College Kings on social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. You know, don't be afraid to go by and give us a like and uh, follow us as well. Yep. Yes, sir. Like he said, follow us, subscribe to us, Nate Dog Sports, College Kings, whatever it is. Go find us, follow us, yes, pump sir. up content. Find us and like us. Yes, sir. And, uh, all podcast platforms now, so go check it out. YouTube as well, Twitter, full video podcast. So it's out everywhere. You can find it anywhere you want to if you just look up College Kings. That'll do it for us on episode two this week, and we will be back with some massive recaps of week one, and you will yes, see sir, us will. next time College Kings. Thank you, guys. Peace. Peace.